Welcome back. So the camera fades in high over the nearly abandoned scrapyard outside of Alkenstar proper. Here, in Old Ironside, the mana waste clash with the civility of the city. And we find our outlaws in the middle of a turf war between gnolls and goblins. Well, it was a turf war. So last week, you guys made short work over the killing of a dog, was it? Roasted on the Spitfire, sent Hal yep. over the edge. Absolutely. I'll do it again, too, this week. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> and so as the camera is high, floating down towards our outlaws in, in this sort of abandoned Knoll camp, we see the shield marshals um, on the outside where the scrap pile has been toppled buying you guys plenty of time to make your escape. We are only moments from freedom as you guys have done what you set out to do. You've cleared the path towards the exit of the scrapyard. All that all that stands between you and freedom is those sewer entrances. So we can see now that the, the sort of outlaws have sort of dispersed or broken up a little bit. Uh, we see Sarut kind of walking you know, back towards the entrance where the Lord Glass and all of his nail gobblers are currently throwing a sort of celebration in honor of the uh, the outlaws and, and their quest. Um, and the rest of the crew is kind of slowly picking through the remains of the gnolls. And we see Hal sort of standing over the, the spit roast, this sort of small, corgi-sized dog, skinned, skewered, and rotating over the open flame. Uh, and as you're like looking around sort of discarded remnants of the trash pile behind the camp, you see, you know, just piles and piles of bones. And uh, we fade in sort of Hal standing over the, the fire. All right. All right. It's not seal. So y'all can take their belongings. I'm going to look in these tents over here, but we should get a move on here relatively shortly. I think you, you, as you're saying that, you already noticed that Saruk has already, like, started making his way back towards the Oh, that's right. He's going to go check on our reward for both Monzi and getting rid of the gnolls, so maybe I can look around a little bit more. Right. Yes. But, uh, I agree with you, Hal. I think, uh, we shouldn't linger on too, for too much here. We should take a gander and get back to back to Phoebe. As as Hal is sort of like poking through these tents, you notice there, there looks to be about five moderately sized tents here. A pile of crates like around the fire. Um, and just digging through uh, the tents, you do come across some quote unquote valuable belongings that belong to the gnolls. And I've, I've revealed the, uh, the sort of token over here, the treasure token that you can uh, feel free to access. Uh, Miss uh, Mendoza, there's some something over here you should take a look at. Alright, but um, I'm having a hard time moving. It feels that I'm on pause or something. <laughs> I unpause. <laughs> oh, there we go. I can move. I can move. Hang on, Hal. Revy, you're coming. Rachel, uh, I'll join you a second there, Annie. 
Alright. Where at how? Right here in this tent. Can't miss Ooh. it. Yeah, and you see like Anita has like kind of going through one of the pockets of one of the uh did did Anita go through the pockets of the, the thing or just how? Uh I went through Somebody... the pockets of the no. Okay. Yeah, did you get the coins off it? Because I see in the chat it says Halbrant got the loop. I don't know if Anita got the coins or not. I just wrote two bolas in ruined leather. Okay. You can actually loot the tokens if you Yeah, want. you can actually loot it off their token to your token. There's a few over here that I'm... Rafi will pick over what's left. Yeah, I mean, each each one of these gnolls has, like, a, an old, gross, like, leather... I mean... It kind of, like, closer inspection, it almost looks like humanoid leather skin pouch. Uh, that's enough that clings, and as you open, each one has about 12 silver on them, plus whatever gear other things I have on them. And, uh, Hal, as you're poking through the tents, you start noticing... It's, like, not, like, a giant pile of cash, but it's a lot of, like, random knickknacks, like, a little ring with, like, an inscription that says, like, for my sunshine... And there might be like a little locket with like a child's picture kind of engraved inside of it. It's just a, a collection of small knickknacks and, and bits of treasure that has been like stuffed kind of in their tents. Well, go on. Not shy. Pick that up. You help rebuild your robot. No, I did. But it's. Oh, you see that Anita is excitedly picking at these coins but she's struggling to carry all of them. All right, well, I'm going to pick this up then. Just remember, just remind I, I me of that. All right, let me give it to you because I'll pick it up for her. Okay. I'll all right. Okay. You need me to carry something for you? Um. um all right. Yeah. If there's anything else you need, let me know. I will. So the camera shows you guys sort of picking over the tents and going through this loot. Uh, Refi, are, are you like going over the knolls in the back, or is there something you're doing back there? Uh, you see, once again, uh, well, actually, Refi walks away for a bit and away from the group. Damn it all! You see him aiming, try aiming his pistol. And I'm gonna take a practice shot. Just that. okay. Uh, something I'm aiming at in the scrapyard. If you want to make an actual attack roll, let's see. See how it goes. I do. So there is this sort of like peaceful silence. Like you guys have made a lot of racket, right? Between all the gunfire and all the giant like airship that's like going across the frat pile. It got pretty quiet again, but then there's another like gunshot that rings out through the whole scrapyard. Uh, 23. I mean, it looks like you, you picked that specific thing exactly what you wanted to hit and nail it. <sighs> Maybe I was just off in the moment. I, I say to myself, then pistol twirl just for flavor, not the actual beat. And uh, <laughs> back into the holster. Take a walk and then start picking. You know, you left some coins over here. I rummaging through the Knoll's pockets. Did I? Yep. Don't worry, I'll grab them for now. We'll divvy it up later. Alright. You sort of take one of the pouches, right? And it's just, it's covered. There's like, a sort of like disgusting pus-filled sacks like that are on the surface of this thing has like leaked 
right through like one of the gunshots and like dripped so the whole like thing is just covered in like this thin viscous slimy us pretty gross healer's tools come with antiseptic right it's fine it's totally fine <laughs> yeah so you we see refugee sort of dealing with that like pouch um and then the camera we see like right behind refugee and right behind like anita and how there's like this giant six seven foot tall pile of scrap and the camera just kind of floats over it a little bit and as it floats over it we see like saruk who's Basically, like, his head is, like, the same height as, like, the scrap, you know? So you can almost see Saruk, like, walking over the scrap. But he's just on the opposite side of that scrap, and he's kind of making his way very, I guess. What, what would they see with Saruk making your way towards the, the goblin camp? I guess first, I thought these were, like, 20, 30 feet high. Now I realize they're at head level for me. I feel like I should have stood on a box and shot yeah. over. But yeah, I would say... I guess- I would say like yeah. eight-ish feet, right? You're pretty mm-hmm. tall, though. You're like, what, seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were doing the like scale images earlier, which were cool. But uh, you're pretty tall compared to these uh, scrap piles. So like, feel like when the combat ended and everything settled down, Saruk would have grabbed something sharp, presumably off like one of the knolls without an actual implement himself, and then cut an ear from each of them. And then uh, walking back with... Uh, mace is sheathed, ears in one hand towards the uh, nail gobblers towards Lord Glass, and then when he gets over here, approaches the the one in charge and offers him the ears. Okay, so they're Your all like, have been vanquished. Yeah, they're all sort of around this campfire. You can see as they're walking up, one of the goblins is telling this like tale, um, and as you kind of come into view, the entire like groups focus and attention shifts to you and like lord glass who is kind of like leaned back and just listening to the story realizes he has to kind of take that position of power so he scrambles to the top of the box and uh as he does so that like heavy clinking of all the sort of jagged pieces of colored glass he has on his coat uh kind of weighs him down and you watch as he almost topples over and falls head first into the fire but catches himself and like stands up and tries to present himself all regal as you approach him. And he, you know, he, he puts his arms. He's like, you see, trusted Longshanks have delivered. And he reaches his hand out for like the, uh, the sort of null ears. I... Happily, I hand them over. <laughs> we do what we can. And then, yeah, they like they, they put him with the Longshanks and then uh even like over where like Anita and everyone is, you just hear the sort of like roaring of goblins like long shanks, long shanks, long shanks. And and uh the goblins sound really excited about this. And they kind of like take the null ears instead of eating or doing anything with them, they kind of pass them over to be pickled as like trophies for later. Uh and uh and Lord Glass comes down from the box, comes over to you and is comically <laughs> short compared to you. And uh, reaches his, like, hands up. And he has his hand. And in his hand, he has almost like an extender stick that has another hand at the end that he can squeeze to, like, open and close. He's got, like, a grabo hand. And he reaches his hand up towards your hand to shake it with the extender hand. And Sir Capoli takes it. We found your lost craftswoman as well. She'd, uh... She's fine. Short answer. Oh, yeah. You see Monzi has joined the crew and she's kind of on the other side and she's... She's sitting here with the rest of the goblins, excited as well. 
No, never mind. You're right there. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, she she told us your your great heroics and how you saved her and how you drained our our swamp or our our lake and how just how much we owe you. Like, I mean, honestly, what what should we call you guys as we tell your tales? Longshanks don't don't reflect your true status amongst our kind. What That's... should we call you, Longshanks? And the whole, like, goblin kind of wait with bated breath. I, uh, call us... Saruk begins frantically looking around for <laughs> anything to immediately grab and, like, ah, oh, hmm, it's that. Uh, uh, like a call campfire us... and a spigot or, like, a little roaster thing, and there's, like, a bunch of pickled jars. I was like, you're looking for anything to, like, help you spark Call us, uh, 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 fire, no, not that, that'd be, just call us friends. Friends. And then Lord Glass says, from this day forth, these longshanks shall be known as friends. And, uh, there's like a roaring applause as the, the goblins sort of really are happy that you guys have done all this. Uh, you can see, like, Lord Glass is, is... You can read his body language. He's he's basically trying to avoid paying you what you're owed, you know? Like, he's he's just not going to bring it up unless you bring it up. Well, we need to get going. There's a lot of people behind us that are... You don't want them to come through here. Uh, you'd, you'd said something about payment. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, do me a favor, do me a favor. Turn around and close your eyes again. It's in the secret hiding spot. I'm sure. And Saruk does so. And <laughs> he goes over to his crate that he was just standing on. And you can hear, he's not quiet at all. He, like, lifts the crate. And there's, like, uh, a bunch of rustling as the crate, like, topples over. And he picks up, like, the box and writes it. And it takes about 30 seconds of comical, like, banging and crashing. And then he's like, okay, you may turn around. And so I do. And um, as you turn around, he's got a sort of nice, like, ornate box in it. And uh, he lifts it up and holds it up towards you and opens the lid. And in this moment, there's there's almost like a little bit, I think, of a flashback for you, Saruk. Um, because as the, the lid on this ornate silver box it's definitely old and rusty and it was once nice, but it wasn't. He opens the box and we see a sort of solid chunk of metal just sitting in the middle of the box. This is the most prized scrap that the goblins have come across. And a lot of people might not even know what this is, but the Rook, you are instantly sort of, you like, you're looking at the box and we blink and we see we're in another place, right? We're back in, uh, in, uh, is it Madalaki? What's the name of the town, the city you're from? <laughs> the city is Matakali. Matakali, okay, so I was close. Matakali, and we're in the middle of some sort of ceremony. We can see Saruk is much younger than he was now, um, and his tusks are jutting up out of his mouth, but unlike the Saruk you know now, there are no metal sort of linings over 
over it. And we, you're like, you look around in, in this moment and you can see your friends, your family, your colleagues. This is your coming of age ceremony here in your tribe. And your sort of father figure is there in front of you. And he too is holding a box. And that box is the same chunk of metal that you're being presented with now. A cold iron chunk that will be formed into weapon that you will wear on your tusk until, you know, the day you die, I guess. And there's that moment of like rushes back to you in this familiarity of this moment and then you blink again and we're back here in the goblin camp with like this rowdy group of goblins and this Lord Glass presenting you the cold metal iron chunk. Hmm. Thank you. I you just found this laying around here? This is just thank you. And sort of takes it out of the box. Oh yes, yes. This is the best scrap that we found as nail gobblers. This we're saving for a special occasion. It yeah, I appreciate it. Special use. I'm uh, sure I'll find something to do with it. I need to catch up with everyone else. We, we've overstayed yep. our welcome. You yep. are far too kind. Sir bows again and, and starts heading back to the team. Yep. So you can add, uh, I don't have like a, wait, do I have a loot token? Oh, I do. Let me, let me reveal this for you so you can take it your character sheet. Uh, so right here um, by the campfire, you can take the cold iron chunk from Lord Glass nice. and add it to your character sheet. Okay. Yep, so you take the cold iron chunk and you're kind of walking away um, back towards where the rest of your crew is is sort of going through the camp and like what's what's going through Saruk's mind in this moment? A lot of... God, I don't even know. Nostalgia, the sensation of being very far from home, the notion of when folks don't know what they have and then they pull it out of a place like this, that, that sort of like diamond in the rough kind of feeling mixed with a little bit of ow something bit me my arm hurts a little the i feel like the the need to gtfo as fast as possible is overriding a lot of the we need to think about this immediately of course and you're just kind of retracing your pathway through the great graveyard through the scrapyard yeah, it's it our graveyard <laughs> now that you've killed a bunch of gnolls there it is right? yeah um, but, you know, we, we retrace your step through the, the now-drained lake with a giant metal box that has, like, punctured, drained this disgusting water out of here. Past, like, you know, past sort of giant airship that has been blocking the way, the haunted airship, and towards your fellow outlaws up at the uh, the Knoll camp, uh, working, their, uh, working their magic and kind of pouring over all the stuff, and you can rejoin them. Lord Glass was kind enough to give us a chunk of cold iron in return for waves at the bodies as Sir goes walking past them. Yeah, we picked up a bunch of just knickknacks from these these basin, found some like little rings and jewelry here in this this tent, but I couldn't find nothing else. So uh, we, once we get out of here, we'll just divvy up everything. So Reficule was picking up all the stuff over there, and Anita was frantically running back and forth trying to get it all, but. Well, she wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Oh, also, it dawns on me. When we were back at the bank, I found a ledger. 
we can talk about it when we're not in immediate threat of danger, but I think it'll help us trace the snakes back to their den. But is there anything else you need to grab, or should we get out of here? Let's get rolling. Moving. Running. Let's crack on. Good to see it, us. I thought the goblins might have ate you when we heard them uh, yelling out for Longshanks. <laughs> no, not quite. Fortunately, I brought the pickles. I mean, if you looked over the scrap things, you could see his man bun just popping as he walked through. It's true. <laughs> He'll always find you in a crowd. That's good to know. Apologies for blowing our cover. Could put a little, fl- put a little flag on it, even. Just stick it right there, like a tour guide. <laughs> Just follow yeah. me, waves head. <laughs> All right, right let's go, y'all. We let's head yeah, to these sewers. So before you know, uh, Angelique catches up with us, we see now, like sort of uh, how sort of leads you guys off into the the. Uh, darkness around the bend past the knoll camp and as it sort of comes around a, a sort of a tight bend you see it open up quite a bit um most of you guys don't see much here in the dark um i will say that uh specifically calling out that uh hal right is not have normal dark vision Hal see in this dark perfectly colored and so while most people just see like a muted sort of grayish landscape how you're presented with a giant vibrant green sort of fungus patch here in the back of the scrapyard this is the first sort of life of plants you've seen out here which you know if you're going to see life and plants in the manaways it's usually some sort of fungus but there appears to be a giant mossy green patch oversized mushrooms growing out of everywhere um and just, you're struck with like a bright, vibrant color. You did. You see that over there? They're all greens and oranges. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a giant toad in there with three or four eyes. I'm not really sure we should. Oh hell, we gotta get through there. How are we gonna get through there? I don't see oh. any green. Yeah, it's right there. Just, you know, point at all the mushrooms. It's too dark. What? It's just gray. Oh, I just said you can see in the dark. I get by, but it's a bit muted. Mm. Didn't know that you could see colors. Can you see colors, Tusk? I cannot. Our eyes must have evolved differently. Yeah, I, I guess. Expecting to see any plant? Well, I guess fungi aren't plants, but. Welcome if dangerous change. Do you think they'll jump out at us? I don't know. Speaking of fun guy, why don't you head up there, Reficule, and sneak up front? I mean, I'm not a a nature kind of person. I I grew up in the city. I don't deal with mushrooms. Are those mushrooms? I didn't know mushrooms even got that big. I've seen them bigger. Surik reaches down, picks up a some kind of hand-sized bit of scrap and hucks it forward as far as he can. Okay. Yeah, so if you look at the patch, right, it looks like on the side, kind of hugging where the scrap sort of metal sections are, is where it's densest. And right down the middle, it looks like it's been worn, like there's a well-worn path where, like, footprints and constant trudging back and forth may have eased a bit of it. Uh, So 
where are you throwing your sort of scrap metal? Are you throwing it towards like the middle of the path? Are you aiming for like the more dense, like clusters of the mushrooms? I think like shooting for this specific mushroom here, but if it lands somewhere in here, that's fine too. Struk mostly wants to see A, if something will move when sound happens, B, if the fungus gets hit, if it like pops in a cloud of spores or something like that. Perfect. Yeah, you grab that sort of hunk and you chuck it and it sails through the sky and kind of hits that giant thick clusters of mushrooms. And as as it hits, it actually kind of like buries into like the sort of trunk of one of these thick mushrooms and embeds itself. And there's like a sort of jagged bit of metal that's like shooting out of it. Um, it doesn't. Well, why doesn't everyone go ahead and give me a perception check and we'll see what you notice or what you don't. Except for Anita. Anita's too far away to see anything. That's a 16 for Refi. 14 for Hal. I assume that these are not gnolls. 23! Yeah, not bad, not bad. No, these are not gnolls. Um, so, what you, don't, what you don't see, first of all, are any sort of spores or anything like that. Um, the mushroom hits. <clears throat> um, you hit the mushroom, it like sort of cuts, shifts its weight a little bit as you've cut through the supporting trunk. Uh, it doesn't look like it gives off any sort of poisonous spores. Uh, nothing immediately rushes out. There doesn't appear to be anything reacting to that uh, throw you did. But um, Ruficule and Saruk both notice, not here where you've aimed, but in the sort of southern edge of the the uh, structure, there does appear to be, when you throw that over there, there's a little bit of shifting and movement as a couple of the mushrooms sort of sway. You don't see any people, any gnolls, but there is something kind of in that area, that southern edge of the patch. Now, Hal, I think maybe the reason you don't see this is that your eyes have zeroed in on something else. Um, Around this sort of like pathway on the north and south end, you see small hills of fungus, like not... Not as big as mushrooms, just a small mossy cloud with tiny mushrooms growing out of it. And what you notice is um, on the sort of southern end, there is the shape of this sort of mossy pile. Uh, It looks like a tiny, or not even a tiny, it looks like a pretty decently sized Rottweiler-sized dog sort of in this like fungus patch. But like where the the skin would be, sort of the moss and the mushrooms have taken over its skin, and it's now growing sort of fungus on the, on the animal itself. Not moving, yeah. not alive, just refugee. See that patch right there in the middle? Uh, little hump back. It's moving around and it's wagging its tail, but it's got like. I mean, fungus growing out of it. Think you can pick him off from here? I I see what you're pointing at, but I'm not really Do I see movement there? You don't you once he points it out, you can see it's it's hard to see without the color of the surrounding mm-hmm. shapes, but once he points it out to you, you too can see it that there is this Rottweiler size like fungus covered dog creature thing right there. But no movement. And you want me to shoot I, it. Your eyes also, like also looking around in Saruk as your attention focus follows 
what they're talking about. You see, like, dozens of these sort of clumps around this sort of mossy graveyard of pets. You realize mm. now that there are... the graveyard God's been talking about? Yeah. You, you realize <laughs> now there are, this is almost like a pet. This has become like almost like a pet cemetery, and there are different animals, cats, dogs, in various states of decay and uh, mossy growth hmm. all over this patch. Don't shoot. Yeah, hold your fire. I, I don't have a lot of training for things like this, but I might be able to pull something out of my head. I'd like to recall knowledge about what the heck we're witnessing. Of course. Uh, I'm guessing you can... this is nature. Yes, let's go ahead and do a nature uh, recall knowledge nature on this, unless you have recall some other that knowledge. specific lore. Mana waste lore, I would allow you to use on this one, uh, Hal, and, and what are you saying? What do you know? I have mushroom dog lore. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! So glad. How specific? I rolled question mark, and I won't look at Twitch to see what I rolled, because that would be cheating. Yeah. Oops. That wasn't much. Anyways, I don't see none. Them dogs are alive. Yeah, you, I mean, I think what you come up with, uh, Hal, is that um, this is sort of a thing that the mana waste will do sometimes. You've heard of this, which is basically turning, like, animals into, like, zombified, uh, um, not, like, zombies, like, undeath, but, like, they get infused with like primal magic and reanimate as like a fungus reborn thing, and Whoa. will uh, will go across the mana waste and just devour everything in its path until every bit of organic matter has turned into fungus. And you're convinced that that this is. Yeah, if we if uh, we linger too long, we're uh, we're gonna end up like them. They uh, they'll attack us and they'll drag us down to the ground and then they'll bite on us. Um, and then inject us with some kind of fungus-like fungus and we'll end up like them. So we either have to light it on fire or get through it real quick. A fungus-like fungus, you don't say? <laughs> and Saruk, you've heard similar stuff, not quite with the slant that that um, Albrun's giving you, but it is definitely possible that like fungus can sort of take over living matter and animate it in some way. Um it's not as zombie. you don't have the zombie slant. It's more of like just a byproduct of the spores controlling the brain of the creature and not so much of let's go destroy everything. Uh, but you come to a similar conclusion looking at these that it could, if you were to get too close to them, they may infect you. There are places in the expanse where spores can get inside one's lungs and then from there spread to the brain. It's a it's a whole thing. Let's just keep moving. Don't get close to it. See, this is why I don't like nature. No, no, no. Give me the city any day. In this case, I may tend to agree with you. Who am I and what have I done with me? Right. Poor Anita's in the back, like, hearing them describe all these horrors. Can't see shit, and you all just keep talking about like these scary things. Fungus, zombie funguses. Just come with us. Fuck here. Fungi. Refi, she's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so, this. 
Yep, as as you kind of like start going, you realize now that like as long as you stay like in the well-worn path the middle um where you see like countless numbers of like null size footprints going to and from uh you absolutely could avoid where these sort of corpses are clustered um and and as you make your way there you look across and you can see like once you get through the fungus pass at the very end of the scrapyard is a giant oversized sewer tunnel pipe which is the promised sewer entrance access although one of the things that uh, Phoebe had hoped that you would find when you were here is like some goblin that could help guide you through the tunnels. But at this point, you're kind of entering the tunnels without a map, right? You're just sort of looking to wing it at this point. Maps. We don't need maps. This group went through abomination vaults. They're already really good at moving around <laughs> underground and definitely not getting lost. <laughs> That's true. We had no maps. We had a hand-drawn map. Right. So, uh, why don't the two that uh, have experience with uh, abomination of plants and spores and mushrooms that are going to eat your brain away take the lead? For what it's worth, Saruk is going to hold his breath. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's pretty fast. There, huh? Hang on a second. <laughs> let's, let's, let's mosey on back here for one moment. Nope. We already we already made it. <laughs> we got a really good skill feed. It's called assume that we were safe. Yeah. yeah. So so you make your way through the middle, um, and you're holding your breath, Saruk, trying not to breathe in any of the the sort of and anyone is welcome to hold your breath. There are specific rules for holding your breath that is basically, you can hold it for a number of rounds equal to like four plus your con, con mod. It's your con mod and there's like a base plus your con mod. But if you if you attack or cast a spell, you lose uh, one round of breath. And if you cast like a verbal spell, you lose all your breath. So I just found it interesting that there were unique granular rules for what it takes to hold your breath, which... You know, not that it matters in this case, or why was I studying them, but I'm just saying, I thought it was kind of cool that Pathfinder had that, that I hadn't come in before. Suspicious. I, I forget <laughs> that y'all came from 5th edition, because I was like, yeah, yeah, you can hold your breath for a number of rounds equal to your constitution score. For a standard action, it's minus 2, a swift is minus 1. Afterwards, you have, like, three rounds. Begin speaking in 3.5 all over the channel. Yeah, that was that was old school. Uh, but yeah, in 5e, you can just hold your breath forever, basically. Wow. Anyways, it's like... Oh, P, please nerf. Anyways, uh, as you guys kind of make your way here and you get into the middle of the fungus patch, uh, your eyes are down here to the south where you know that there was some movement earlier um, and your eyes sort of stay trained on it and you're looking for any sort of creature that might be ready to pop out. But what surprises you is not so much that there is uh, a creature or an animal, a knoll or anything like that. It's an actual sort of animated mushroom itself that, that sort of steps out from the side of the mushrooms. And so we see um, kind of hiding on the edge right here. Let me let me let me share the art because it's pretty cool art. Things got too many eyes. That is fucking terrifying. I can't yeah. see. That's for the best. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. It's this weird mutated mushroom creature with like spider eyes and it, it's got like this mushroom cap head. That's why it was so hard to see because it was like 
blended like a mushroom right here. It is it is a, a leshy, right? It is a fungus leshy here. And um, there's another one. So sort of... cute. <laughs> He's so cute. Secret there's player no... five joins the chat nope. with their fungus leshy, <laughs> fungus leshy wizard or whatever the hell. Right. So there's two of those, but there's actually one more here. Um, God, there's more. This is getting out of hand. There's another leshy, a slightly bigger, slightly oh. more, more, um, She's not as cute. It's the house <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's got eyes. Got it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven Our eyes. Sharp teeth. They've also got, got these flower petal, like, like, robe gown thing going on. And, um, uh, they're pretty small. They're, like, knee-sized. It's, oh, they're about the same size. So cute. <laughs> I think they're the last words as Mushi was. They're they're considered small. Um, and behind this one, as he steps out, you can see behind him, there's a giant chunk of loose debris, almost like a like a safe or a cabinet that was very clearly on the the pile of scrap metal behind this fungus patch. And you look up and you can see where the giant airship has like hit it and has somehow dislodged this. It's fallen down right into the middle of this sort of garden. And underneath it, you see the dead body of one Leshy just crushed beneath the weight of that like debris with its like sort of hand like out there. Um, spore, like there's a fresh glittering glowing mushroom cluster grown around this dead crushed body. And this guy steps out from the fungus patch and has some of the glowing spores on his hands, the blood of his dead comrades, as he gives himself war paint up the side, and he only says, I am the storm, as he, like, rushes out with these angry-looking fleshies, too. I'd imagine me more like, I am the storm! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, an accident. An airship fell on your comrade. I wonder how those, that happened. Because those damn gnolls. We couldn't oh, have done no. it. The fungi's grown way too fast. I hope. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Uh, Gotta go good. now. Bye. But you <laughs> right. Go ahead. I don't speak roll. Sylvan, but in Sylvan, I say, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, they the are. I, th I think they, they're speaking common, at least. They want you to. follow. Yeah. Refi does not oh, like this. No. He he just heard that these things will eat your brain and turn you into some spore zombie. This is the part where I wrote a really oh. ter terrible backstory for this creature and everything that happened, like from him as a child to now and why he's so angry. But it's too long for our stream, so I'm not going to do it. But I will <laughs> post the short story on my Twitter, so go read it and see what's up with this fellow. Uh, I forgot to turn on 10 paces, so that's a 22, actually. Okay. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get it before everyone else's. Before Patreon everyone else does. If you're a guest cast member, when do you get it? Because I'm very curious. <laughs> I will share it with you. I will share it with you. It took a turn in the middle of my writing of it, I will say. Oh, no. Right? They, they're they fungus creatures. Obviously, you start writing, next thing you know, you're writing about phallic. So, <laughs> let's... That's a plainness. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Happy Pride! <laughs> so, up first, not Shumfalo, but the followers of Shumfalo. Shumfalo. This fungus leshy 
uh, no weapons in his hands, right? Just steps out, and they're just like, we are the storm! And they're, like, rushing you guys. <laughs> um, actually, I guess he doesn't need to rush. From where he is, he uh, targets Saruk, and he does a, a spore pod attack. So it kind of, like, shoots a little, like, spore, almost like a, a arm blaster cannon at you. Uh, let's see if he can hit... No stuns, but I hit on the dice. 15 on the dice, which is a 22 total, which does hit. Um, so you get hit for one point of damage. It hits you in Ow. the chest. And then it, like, it, um... It gets up, right? Um, the spores, you're holding your breath, but these spores don't seem to affect you um, in your breathing. It gets up in your eyes. Uh, so I need you to make a fortitude save um, against this thing. I can put the thing in chat so you can just click it. Uh, but I need you to make a fortitude save against the, the spores. But they're not... It's not a breathing thing on this specific one. Ooh, a 14 is actually a failure. Okay, so you take uh, one persistent poison damage as these things are now blurring your vision and um, your vision is reduced so you can only see 10 feet away from you. So you only have a maximum vision of like 10 feet right now. Wow, that's really good if uh, a whole bunch of people decided to play like gunslingers or like things that would want to use ranged attacks if you cut their vision significantly. (laughs) I think they did that on purpose. (laughs) He's still within your vision at least. Um, and then, um, with his second attack, he has a range increment of 30 feet. Yeah, so his second attack is going to be to reach over here towards Reficule and make the same strike with a penalty. That is an 11. That's a miss. Yeah, the spore, he shoots the spore at you, it misses you. With his third action, he kind of, like, uses some of the mushrooms in this area, he's going to take uh, take cover in the mushroom patch. Um, this one up here, and he, he can't, so he steps out about 10 feet from his mushroom patch. He targets Halbrent, and he does a spore pot attack with his first action. That is a 10. That's not going to do it. Uh, and I guess his second action will be a Multiple attack penalty, spore blast. Sorry, it's third action. That's a natural one. GM's luck has run out tonight. That is a crit fail. I don't know if you have anything at level one. Activate on a crit fail. However, that is the end of the followers of Shumafalo's turn. And that brings us to Refi Fuel. All right. Refi will... uh... So all three of them took their turns already? No, the other one has its own initiative order. Oh, initiative order. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing how the one took cover, Refi will target the one that stepped out. Yeah. Are you going to use your 10-foot remove? Uh, um, let me see. Five. I will move back five feet. <laughs> okay. Step five feet. Yep. That puts him at 60 feet, which is still within my range. Free action to draw my dueling pistol. That is right. And for my first action, I'll use cover fire. Okay. On the one that just attacked Hal. Okay. Um. 
So his choice is... Can you put the choices in chat so I can see them real quick? Sure, One of these days I'll memorize them, I'm sure. <laughs> this is not like... You got like month. a year before the campaign ends at some point between right. here and there. You'll get it figured out. So they can either choose to take a they can duck bonus to their the AC, right? Yes. If the target ducks, it gains a plus two circumstance bonus to AC, plus okay. four if it has cover. It also takes yeah. a minus two circumstance penalty to any range attack it has until the end of its next turn. Perfect. So in this case, this thing does duck out of the way. It's it's smart enough to try to get out of the way of your shot. So it's going to get right, a plus, so two plus two circumstance right. bonus. Yeah. You can just make the roll, and then he would basically just get... I'll just give him, like, standard yep. cover to, tr to track the plus two he gets. Uh, That's a 26. 26, even... Okay, so 26 would have been a crit if not for the plus two cover he got from the cover fire, so it turns into a regular hit. That's fine. That's seven Ooh. damage still, max damage. Seven points of damage. Takes the whole thing as you, like, the dueling pistol sort of tears right through the soft fungus sort of body of this thing. Uh, it doesn't go down, it's still up. But you have hurt the hell out of it. Alright, and then uh, I'm going to use Recontour's Reload. Mm -hmm. uh, against it again. Against the same one. Is and the say... What's the range? I know some of it's limited to 30 feet. Oh, I guess... Uh, I, guess I think the Moralize is 30 feet, but what about... Moralize uh, is 30 feet. The other one might not be. Uh, what's the other one called? Uh, create a distraction. Create a diversion. Yeah, create a diversion uh, does not have a, a range limit. So you can do All a right. diversion. So I will create a diversion against the... Uh, not that one. I'll create a diversion against the one that took cover. Okay. And say, like, pretty much say, you're next if you don't hide... And I want him to, like, literally, like, so he can't see any of us. Okay. But I'm not... Gun's not actually loaded yet. I'm gonna do it after he hides, so yep, I'll make, make a deception make check. The deception check? Oh, boy. That's a 25. Killing it. And this nice. is against the will save, right? It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, uh, critical so success. Nice. So good at Pathfinder. Alright, so then I reload. Um... And created a version on a critical success. I guess there's no critical success, just success. So you become hidden to that creature. It lasts until right. the end of your turn or until you do anything other than step or use the hide or sneak action. If you attack it, it's flat footed against your attack. But it has cover. I guess I should have done the other one. Oh well. I already did it, so I'll attack that one then with a with a map attack. Okay. Yeah. He was just out of your range for the, the thirty feet anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he's flat footed. If you right? didn't five foot cowardly sneak away, you would have been in range for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah, go ahead and make the attack. That's an 18. Still a hit, even with the cover uh, and everything. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. So he, I didn't put the toggle flat footed, but it's a hit. It's a hit. All right. We get max damage again. Close. Close. Ooh, Six almost. damage. So just like that, blast through, put a giant hole in the center chest stem of this mushroom creature. 
Alright, and I'm I dead. believe that's all of my actions. That's in the refuse turn. Alright, up next is Shumfollow. Um Shumfollow is going to take a different approach than his uh friends here, so he's going to spend his first action uh Striding out, right at Halbrand. Second action. Hmm. I guess that's probably not good. He's just going to rush out and he's going to punch you, Hal. First attack. 17 on the dice for a total of 25. Hit. That is going to hit. So that's going to be six points of bludgeoning damage. And I need you to make a uh, Okay, I'll just put this in chat. Um, I need you to make a uh, fortitude saving throw. Also, I never, never changed my dice to find it. Yeah, jeez. What's wrong with you? Nine is a failure, so you also you take hero one. Point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do it. Hero point it up. Hey, guys, look. The boss is taking persistent poison damage. This is dope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, you, you make the save, so you're fine. Um, and then uh, third and final action is to make a multiple attack penalty attack against you. 19 on Oof. the die for a total of 23. Jeez. You are going to take... One point of bludgeoning damage, and I need another uh, fortitude saving throw. Every time he hits you, like off of his body, spores like jump up. Fifteen is fine. You are you are fine. And that's that's Shumfalo's turn. Al, all right. I will make a snagging strike against this creature okay. with my long sword. Go for it. Damn you. That's a Off 12. 12's gonna miss. Second attack. Yes. Alright. 23. 23 will hit. Five points. Five points of damage. Uh, and it's now snagged with your free hand, and he's flat footed until the start of your turn, I think. Yep. And okay. I think I'm gonna make a third attack. Okay. Uh, a nope. nine missing. That's my turn. All right. The Rook. Hulky ducky. So then top of the round targeting the one who is covering and has bullet holes in him. Let us... Er, eh, never mind. JK. Targeting the one that's not covering, doesn't have bullet holes in it, and is directly in my path. What does the, the dice say? The one that had shot at you? The one down here? The one over here. Listen. The, the boss, if I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, okay. so a 22, your stratagem's going to come up with a 22. I think what I'm going to do is... Oh, stumble forward blindly with a bunch of shit in my eyes. <laughs> to 5, 15, and then 20, moving at the diagonal uh, to draw it quickly. Like that, or there, and then there. Okay. For one action to run around 
Well, I'm going right through the, the sort of like mo like the the fungus covered animal corpses off the beaten path. And Stepping over then... the cat. Excuse me, cat. I need to get into a flanking position. At <laughs> uh, which point I'm gonna <laughs> swing at him with my tusks. Does a twenty-two hit? Uh, twenty-two is a hit, but not a crit. Nice. So then, turning on all of them. Biting things. that mushroom. Ah. I'm not biting him. It doesn't open his mouth. My teeth come out. Okay, you're right. It's, <laughs> we don't it's bite more the poisonous a, It's more of a. Uh, I'm stabbing upward, him with my face. Stab. That's yeah. true. You're holding your breath. Your tusks are hanging out. You're doing this. So I gotta, 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 gotta. I think this is the right damage. Yeah. So they take. I cannot read those dice at all. Nine points of piercing damage. All right, nine points of piercing damage. You you tear through the sort of you, you're like Tesco right through the like easily fleshy fungusy parts of this thing and do a lot of damage. It's still up. That makes three at the end of the turn. Uh, yeah. My dice really really hate me, and I take a single point of persistent poison damage. Yeah. You take the one point of persistent damage, and the poison continues like eating like you know in your eyes or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, um, Anita. All right, I'm having a miserable time here because I can't see shit. So having I'm gonna target this this cute little leshy with my short bow. Okay, I'm uh, just checking something real quick. The the ever burning torch, right? It's good job. What's the what's the light range on that thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Same as a normal 20 and 20, right? I think. Is it just 20? It's just a torch, right? Same as a normal mm -hmm. torch. I can, I can see him in, like, a dim so light. It's, yeah, so he, where you are, right, he's 30 feet away. He's in the dim light, so he's concealed to you. So you can make the attack roll, but there's a chance because he's in this dim light, you might just miss because of that. You can either right. get a little closer so you're within 20 feet and not have that penalty, or it's a DC 5 flat check to target something that's concealed. I'll get closer. Okay. Is that close enough? <laughs> I think I think you gotta be one more. One more. Yeah, I, I'll take the day out. Yeah, that's still 25 feet. What the heck? There you go. That's 20! 20 feet, yeah. So you stumble, so just the light just barely like bathes him in light. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, look, he's right here. He's so cute. But why is he trying to fucking attack us? Because they want to eat our brains, Annie. Oh, Didn't that's so what... true. That's true. Hal did say that. All right, here also, we go. I'm also assuming you've rigged something so your torch is just, like, on your belt loop. Like, cool, yeah. so you can have your hands free for the bow. Uh, the natural one is That's a natural one. I'm going to... Because how might I? Choose the hero point for that one. How's been doing push-ups the whole scrapyard? It's fine. It's par for the course. Oh, that's the fifteen. The fifteen is uh, actually uh, he's not flat-footed to you. He's not flat-footed. He was flat-footed to Ruffy. Uh, fifteen is going to miss thanks to the no. cover he took. All so right. you shoot the arrow, and because he took cover behind this like mushroom fungus like trunk, your arrow hits the trunk but just barely misses like where they would be. Alright, so they could understand common, yeah. Yes. I'm gonna try and see far enough to hear. Hello, Miss Lady. My name's Anita Kira and Ulysses Mendoza. Please. Hey, you want you want to eat my brain. Eat my brain. 
I'm gonna try and persuade her to attack me instead. Okay, my okay. brain. You're, try you. you're trying to get the, them to come eat your brain. Okay, yeah, make a persuasion check. Yeah, I'm okay. it's like a taunt check. We need like it's like we're playing an MMO. We Is need it a taunt? taunt? I want them to like. Would it fall under like diplomacy? There are or specific eats and things that that fall for this. In this case, it's gonna be a. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll hit him with one of their bond knots. Because there's no like persuasion. Yeah. Brains are really tasty. Give me. Brains a... really tasty. I'm objectively the smartest one of us. Give me a society check. Society. The most wrinkles. Uh, fourteen. Uh, fourteen is success. So you see, you've kind of gotten its attention coming your way, at least. It looks like I... like you've got its attention. I am an alumni of Blithy College. Do you know that? Ah. It, it's under no. Yeah, it's under no like mechanical need to attack you, but I think it wants you just because you're like. Because uh, you're rubbing your pedigree in its face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to college. I know you want to. Come on, this isn't completely mad. All right, so this this one's no longer in cover because it's turned starting. So it's it's like looking in your. It already like tried shooting at Refi, and now you stood between Refi and it. So I think it like turns its spore at you, targets uh. you, and shoots the, like spore pod right at you, Anita. Uh, Seventeen. Oh, hits. It does hit. You take one point of damage. The spores hit, get in your eyes. I need you to make a um, a fortitude save. Fortitude. Oh, that's a 21. Yep. 21's a success. No problem. Um, and um, yeah, you know what? It'll do it again. I'll fucking do it again. 14 on the dice makes a total of 16, which that just hits. hits you. Yeah. Three points of damage and another fortitude save. Fortitude save. That would be happy pride. Hey, 21. Nice. Yeah, no problem. You managed to not get hit by any. Love other. wins. <laughs> Boom. All right. Boom. The other one now um, steps here, so it's flanking with um, it's flanking with Shunfalo around you, Saruk. Targets you with a fist attack. Fourteen uh, on the dice for a total of twenty. That is a hit, but not a crit. Yeah. Um, you take two points of bludgeoning damage and must make the. Actually, no. On the melee attack, for this one, it doesn't have it. So you're good. It's only the ranged attack that has that. Uh, and for third and final action, it tries to attack again. I bet it does. I bet it does. That's a natural 20 on the dice. Anita just said love wins. Did you not? Did you not nope. get another? Jeez. No crits Jeez. for Damn. the GM. I'm going to give myself crits in chat for the GM. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Critical, critical damage. Um, eight points total. Mm. I'll put Wybert on here just so that. Oh, you stay up. Wybert crit. <laughs> but that's that's all of these creatures' turn. Uh, Reficule. Oh boy. All right. Um. Damn it. Um. First action, I will. 
stride to here. Second action, I'll use Reconter's Reload. Targeting the uh, the creepy one that looked like the Eye of Sauron in between uh, <laughs> Tusks and Hal. Sure. So I'll demoralize saying, You want to end up like your friend under that cabinet? You just stay where you are. Go ahead and make that intimidation check. Come on, Refi. That's 19. 19 is a success. That makes him frightened one. Then he I'm spins, going to... You, you see him, like, mouthing the words, like, I am the storm, I am the storm. And you say this to him, and he just turns at you, and you can just see the horror in, like, the dozens of eyes, like, floating over his, like, <laughs> his, like, stamen eyes are now, like, looking in your direction all scared. And I'm going to aim right in between his ugly mouth. <laughs> He's hit. Yeah, right. Okay. 17 uh, is a hit, but not a not crit. great. Are there we- you don't know the anatomy of a mushroom person to like actually <laughs> hit the critical hit. But no, that is a hit. Do I risk it? Oh, nah. you're, talking about, you're talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll save my hero point. Got it. Yes, That's still nine damage, seven damage. Right, still enough to kill it. So you blast right through Shroomfollow. The bullet goes right through his mouth. Like, kind of, like, you hear it, like, bouncing around the inside of his, like, weird anatomy through some hard bits in there before it tears out the side. And all of his eyes sort of, like, start, like, wilting and curling in on itself. Just, like, curls in as, like, the color kind of leaves the middle of his body. And then out of his kind of head and stamen, all that, there's a huge explosion of pollen that actually creates a... um, a God 30, damn it, Richard. I know. 30 foot emanation that radiates outward and covers the entire battlefield. Oh um, boy. So, what happens is. If I get reanimated, I'm coming for you first. All of these things hit the ground and, like, it's like almost like a glowing, glittering spores. Not dissimilar to the glowing spores that he's already wiped on his eyes. They, they kind of land, and everywhere they land in this patch, you watch as, like, tiny mushrooms instantly spring to life. This whole thing has become difficult terrain, and you realize now that like you have almost like extended this patch. It's grown bigger than it has before, and for a moment you realize maybe that's how this patch has grown over all this time. Luckily, this does not affect you guys in a negative way. There's no damage, no saving throw, nothing you have to do. But it's just difficult as, terrain. As the it's difficult terrain, and as these glowing spores hit the other leshies, they all like absorb and heal themselves. Of course. Uh, well, was... I wish someone had rolled a healer for us. Oh yeah, I forgot. We thought this was the mana waste. <laughs> <laughs> primal Thank magic you. is cool. Make a primal spellcaster. Um, do we have? Right. You have one more action, right? For my third action, I will demoralize the one right in front of me with my reconters reload because I I used deception last time, so I'm using. I said, ah, I think you're next to make this patch grow bigger, friend. Is there no limit, like, once per turn on that? Well, I think they'd be immune to... Yeah, I, I know the individual one is, right? Yeah. But it's not... No, it's not no limit. Yeah, if there's not... That's cool, I didn't realize that you could uh, do it multiple times. Yeah. yeah, no, it says that, yeah. 
All right, yeah, go ahead and target the other one. That's why I chose to invest in both intimidation and deception. Right. Bam! Yeah, 15. You're targeting the one closest to you? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's enough to make it uh, frightened. You watch as you, you, you just destroyed, for instance, like his like leader, and then turn and focus on him. Yeah, he's quivering. <laughs> All right, that's my turn. All right. Uh, how? The shoe follows dead. I would like to stride over in difficult uh-huh. terrain, so that should be 20. And make an attack on this. It should only be 10, right? Was it just 10 feet? Was it one? Oh, two squares. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And um, he he's taking cover in the other direction, so as you come from this direction, he doesn't have cover against you. I will make a longsword snagging strike against the creature. Go for it. 17. I saw that 20 for a second. Uh, that's a I hit. Know. So close. Nine damage. Nine points of damage. You snagging strike and you go to off balance it, but as you grab it to snag it, you realize you've ripped like half his body off and like right where your slash has killed it. And it sort of like, you look down and your face is just exploded as a huge puff of pollen shoots up and covers up your nose and covers your face. How in your beard and in your hair, you're covered in glowing spores. The same thing happens here. The 30 foot emanation of glowing spores sort of hovers the arena and heals uh, the other one that's still up. Oh, we just got back from EDC. This glitter won't come out for days. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, eight points of healing to the one that was uh, over there. Where's this and other then, one? I think I will move. <laughs> And Anita, you're now covered in like these same spores and underneath your feet, the thick mushrooms begin to grow. This patch has gotten a lot thicker and a lot bigger since when you came here. Uh... Oh, I'm turning into a zombie. <laughs> That's my turn. Okay. Uh, Saruk. Okie dokie, do I have a line? I do not. Love okay, yeah. so I forget how it works. I know there's some kind of mechanic for it to like reduce the flat check for persistent damage. Oh, you can spend Off. two actions to take like the sort of aid thing, and it allows you to make a uh, a flat an extra flat check before the end of your turn. Um, if you have any way to specifically help in this instance besides just you know wiping your hands and your eyes, like for instance water off your own fire or something. You might be able to get a bonus of some sort to check. That would take two. It does take two, actually. Yikes. So I think what we're going to do instead is Saruk is going to, with his remaining two actions, not attack. First one, raise a shield. Second one, we're going to 10 and 20 backwards towards Hal. It doesn't take an opportunity attack. And we're gonna hope, and we're gonna pray, and we're gonna roll one d twenty, and we're gonna nail it. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. So that was your persistent check, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was yep. the end of my turn. So you managed to like use your other two actions to get all the last remaining spores burning your eyes out, and without taking any more persistent damage. Um, and because of that, you also lose the ten foot vision. Um, I'll update that see normal again nice uh that brings us to anita 
All right, first action, I'm going to throw my ever burning torch right here. I can't see any past here. I'm hoping that they're doing how it's. All right. Okay. So there is another one. Okay. There is one more. One action to throw that. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then for my second action, I'm gonna try and hit this fella. And he is, be... and he, he's just barely in the dim light, you know, because right. of the, uh, because the, wait, yeah, That's right. it's twenty feet and twenty. He's twenty-five feet away from your burning torch, which puts him in dim light. Uh, yeah, I'll 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 take the damage. So a flat okay. D twenty. Yep, DC five flat check. Okay, here we go. A twelve. Yep, no That's right. gonna get through so, the flat check. Make that attack roll. Come on, Chobo. That's Ooh. a twenty-four. Nice. Four. Actually, not a crit, but a hit. All right, perfect. So that would be uh, three points of damage. All right. And then, so how many is that already? Two actions. Two actions. Okay, and then I'm gonna use my full movement so that'll get me here. Uh, let's see. And yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll use my full movement just to get closer to the buddies right here. Okay. Then my turn. All right. Um, I think this guy, having watched, he's the last of the Shum follow uh, followers and. You guys have just decimated all of his friends. He uses his last bit of self-preservation, and uh, he runs through the like patch, back kind of into that thick sort of mushroom overhang. Uh, he's not affected by the difficult terrain here. He just moves through it like normal. And you watch as he attempts to hide somewhere in that like um, base. I'm gonna make a stealth check for him, for it. Uh, Total of 11, so you all see him, like, back there. You see it back there, trying to, like, it, like, oh. looks around at the mushrooms, it stands perfectly still, and it closes its eyes, and it, ho and it hopes you don't notice it. But it's got scary-ass, like, look. You guys all see it, so whether you do something with that or not, on your turn, that's up to you to decide. Uh, roughly kill. I'll use cover fire. Okay. Um, you, you target it with cover fire. It does duck out of the way. Alright, so it's got a plus two yeah, I'll circumstance to its AC. And it takes a minus two circumstance to its ranged attacks. Okay. Let me target him. That's a critical hit. Let's go, Ruffy! Kill him! You shouldn't have tried to eat our brains, friends. Oh, that's some dice. That's Man. 21 points of damage. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so then, <laughs> same thing. This thing explodes in like a giant explosion, 30-foot emanation. And you all watch, like, behind him, there's a giant wall of scrap metal that's, like, dividing the thing. Just, boom, the spores, like, hit, and just mushroom begins growing out of, like... Mushrooms shouldn't grow out of metal. This magical burst makes the mushroom sort of grow, and even the scrap metal itself is now covered in a thin layer of fungus. The last of the leshies have been dealt with, and we slowly come out of combat. 
we got to get out of this uh, this this fungus patch. Else, we're gonna turn into them uh, them things. Those were regular people before. We're gonna end up like zombies like them. So let's hurry on. All right. Annie's already their size. We gotta hurry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Shrinking rapidly. I think it's shit my eyes. So, how you make a break for it. You start running for the sewer pipe, and everyone's kind of following, and there's this dramatic run, getting out of here. You guys are all hurt. You're all looking bad. And as as you get to the sewer pipe, um, you hear a sort of, like, echoing, like, sort of footsteps, and it sounds like a, a, something being dragged, and what almost sounds like a casual whistle coming from the dark, like, from where the pipe sort of bends up in the head. It sounds like there's something just inside the pipe that is going to be out here in just a few moments, a few minutes. I will say, I will say I'll give you 10, because I'm merciful, I will let you guys have 10 minutes to prepare. Um, I guess you have battle uh, Trait wounds? Yeah. I'll, Please! I'll, I will allow, like... I think maybe we don't really have 10 minutes, but in this hurried, panicky moment, I will let you guys, in this heroic moment, anyone that has a medicine kit can attempt a treat wounds in this moment, right? Okay. Yeah. Trying to fix myself. Me. Are you going to fix yourself, or can I fix you, and then you fix them? I mean, I will take one from you, and I have three hit points. Okay. Yeah, you, each get, one, you each get one treat uh, wounds check. So, Anita... Never mind. Six. Luckily, Six. you don't hurt someone. They don't kill me, jeez. Oh, I've so killed Ruth. me! Ruth. I'm gonna use my hero point! Yes, Here's please, H is my hero point! So this Ruth, is why we hero point that. Richard Jeez. just gave Anita a hero point in chat. Thank you for that. Okay. Okay, I'll okay. use the 18 hero is a point. success. And so instead of killing yourself, Saruk, you do heal 2d8. Lord, Lord Jesus. Okay, I'll... Whoever is listening. Okay, I'll use my he a hero point for mine. This is for how. Okay, perfect. 21. All right, Hal, go ahead and roll 2d8 for Hal. And then also, like, um, Anita and Saruk, you guys have done that in that moment. Uh, that gives Ruffy and Hal a moment to do something to prepare. Hi. I'm going to hide. Yeah, yeah. Hal, go ahead. What's wrong? Why, why aren't we going? There's a point. There's a, there's a zombie or something in there. And he disappears practically in the dark. I'm going to hide. Oh, yeah, you just disappear into, like, the shadows. Um, so yeah, go ahead and get into your places. Um, and as you guys are getting set up exactly however you want to be, whether it's... There is plenty of place, like, where Hal's hiding, right? If somebody was to hide, you might be able to hide and let this thing pass you without noticing if the approach is stealthy, right? Um, there is enough cover and stuff. Yeah. yeah, except for the giant glowing beacon of... of uh... We're all trying to hide, and we're all trying to hide, and then Annie's following us with this bright-ass torch. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a hiding spot, and then once I get my hiding spot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Just hide. Just put out the torch for now. Just yes, cover that's what it. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I can't see. I can't find it. Okay, I <laughs> so, found it. Yep. Yeah, so oh, Ruffy yeah. and Hal up there. Anita's gonna hide down this way. Suric, what are you doing? I guess I'm gonna try to hide with Anita. I I'm gonna look at my stealth see? and be really sad. It's fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. Just be quiet. So there's like a there's like a whistling sort of like a a whistling dragging noise as kind of coming into view out of the tunnel pipe there's like this large silhouette of something that's about to emerge heavy heavy breathing a dragging noise almost like scraping along the metal echoes out of this tunnel as you guys all press against 
the walls. You guys are all trying to avoid notice as much as possible. Um, in fact, let's let's open with that. Can everyone please give me a stealth check as you attempt to avoid notice? And you can make it public. I'm not gonna have you guys roll secret checks. Fine. I mean, I can try to roll a stealth check. <laughs> I can make it. I don't know if I can succeed it. 15 on Anita, 11 on Halbrand. I feel like this theoretically has a plus <laughs> I'm going to use a hero point. Natural one on Ruffy Kill. This, this might have here. a plus one circumstance to it. I don't know what's going on, but a sus. Yeah. So it's a 19 or a 20. Okay, okay. So yeah, you got the best stealth so far, even though you weren't thinking you were. That's, that's such a problem. Yep, Ruffy Kill Yep, uh, so with Slink, um, so you can move, even in, like, the gloom, you can be, like, so you can sneak across the dark, which is cool. Um, as long as you see that your stealth tag, you don't become disturbed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you, you're rolling against the, the passive, like, the sort of perception DC of this creature stepping out of the tunnels. So as you kind of, like, see this creature come into view, um... I'll go ahead and share the art because you see the very clear outline of a knoll creature steps out of the tunnel pipe. It's got multiple eyes, almost like spider type eyes going up the side of her face. So she's got like four eyes up the side. Um, in one arm behind her, she's dragging what looks to be like a large burlap sack big enough to be carrying like a body in it and you can watch as you guys see it like wriggling and writhing um as she kind of drags it behind her in the doors uh on the other hand her eyes are kind of focused on like this kind of crumpled up piece of paper as she kind of whistles to herself eerily coming out of the sewer tunnels um and as she does so she kind of looks at this kind of paper stops for a second holds up the kind of paper and tucks it into, like, her belt. It's very clearly, like, a map that she's using to navigate these tunnels. Um, steps up and looks, and is immediately drawn to the giant glowing mushroom patch that has just echoed, like, filled the entire area, right? Glowing mushrooms, the, the overgrown thing. Goes, sniffs, and looks. Um, I'll share the art at this point. Concerning. Boom. Crystal Bane. Wow. The, like, the mutated knoll. Um, carrying a burlap sack with the, what appears to be like a person in it. And a uh, map of the sewers as she stops. Clearly her heightened senses have picked something up. She gurs, she bears her teeth as she sort of... Um, immediately kind of goes for like a whip she has hanging on her side um unfortunately uh we have a couple of people that have not passed her sort of um passive perception so in that case she does notice you guys so i'm going to say um everyone that like all your stealth checks you rolled is going to be uh your initiative for this combat I'll set all of your guys' initiatives. And then she's gonna roll. 
looks like. Yes. I think I think the time. The gay dice are working in our favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love wins. Uh, yep. So in, in that like tense moment, she drops the burlap sack. She's trying to get her whip out and going for it, which gives some of you that were actually pretty well hidden the drop on her. Um, we have uh, Saruk and Ruffy both have a 19. I don't know if you guys have a preference for who goes first. Thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Uh, you're, you're whispering, Ruffy. Uh, my 10 paces gives me a plus 2 to initiative. Is it not already factored? Oh, I guess it wouldn't. So yeah, that would that is a good point. That would make your initiative a 21, and you would go first. Good call. Did I just... Okay. So with a 21, Refi, you go first, and this thing is, you are hidden to it. It hasn't seemed to notice you. It's kind of looking off um, in in this direction. Actually, I think it's looking more towards sniffing in your direction, but I will say you have got the drop on it, right? All right. So. Refi feels hiding by now. Free action to draw my pistol. Uh huh. And I'm gonna shoot if it's if I'm hidden. It's flat-footed, correct? I will toggle the flat-footed on. Come on, Refi. If there's a time for a good shot, this is it. If there's a time for a hero point shot, this might be. <laughs> if you've got a hero point in chat, Refi Kill could use one. Happy Pride. Oh, why is it? it's loaded? I loaded it. Nina has given Reficule a hero point. <laughs> Happy right. Pride. Shit, my gun isn't loaded. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put the like rainbow painted bullet inside for Pride Month. Yeah, jeez. Woo! It's a 22. 22. I'll take it. Yeah, 22 is a hit, but not a crit. I'll take it. Okay. Four points of damage. All right. Four points of damage. Catches her, like, in the shoulder, and, like, your bullet kind of digs deep into that, like, meaty shoulder. Uh, she looks pretty tough. She takes it without too much of a concern. I will... Use my second action to stride. Okay. To, and then third action to use Recontour's Reload. Perfect. I'm going to... Ah. Exactly. There's more lead where that comes from. Do you really want it? I'm gonna... Take that roll... 17. 17 is a success against her will save, so she becomes frightened one. You get under her skin. Maybe it was the, the gunshot, the surprise, but something has rattled this knoll. And that's uh, all my actions. That's the end of my turn. Alright, Saruk. Okie dokie. Obviously targeting I need to do this. No, kidding. Obviously targeting the boss at the top of the turn. Oh, he, here's the interesting part, too. This is still your... You haven't changed your target of your... Uh, leads yet and this is a null this is part of your leads it <gasps> it's a, a null yes! it is it's, it's part of the null it's a free action Girl! okay what does the dice say Ooh, it's the dice says nice. it's 23 23 yeah i will i mean why not so that was a free action saruk will oh wait slide. no it's, it's she actually he, yeah she's hidden to you right now right because mm -hmm. you got your world stealth if you stride yeah. you'll reveal yourself but that I is that's 
right? That's part of the, the challenge. Right so here. then really quickly, don't mind me. I'm just measuring all the things. This is things where you just all these calculations. There's one version of you that runs out and clobbers it, and the other version that fires the range shot. Like, there's so many different versions there for Wondering if I can. The best if so, if, if I were to try to sneak forward, I'd go at half my speed, so I'd get there. And then I'd be shooting still into the second range increment, so it's arbitrary. Hockey duck! So then it's a 21 with the range increment penalty. Okay. Versus uh, their flat-footed and frightened one AC. Yes. Uh, that will be a hit, but not a crit. Yeah. So then... Somewhere I have this thing. Blam! Nice. that. Six points of damage. Oh, and the... <sighs> Being action the first. Just one action so far. Poor Adita. Okay, so I think what we have to do Poor is. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just hearing shots and growling. Well, <laughs> I think you see like the muzzle flash from the the black powder goes out and just gives you a quick flash like in your face, and you see Saruk and Refuel like mm-hmm. firing at something out there. So then I should be able to stride. I know there's a way in Founder to pick up your token and it measures for you. Hold control. Five. Yeah, hold control and, and draw the line. And then nice. you can like, press space. Anchor space points the, if you want. Cool. Click, left click uh, anchors and the space commits the whole movement. Gotcha. So then 10, 15, You know, there's 20, actually a really cool recall 25. knowledge video on movement in Foundry that you can check out. Nice. I'll have to look up those people and see what they're doing. But I think I should be <laughs> able to get there in 25 feet. I think. Uh, looks 20, like 30 to 10, there. 15, now boo, fair. So then it'll be... Oh, God, second action is stride to there for 25, and then third action is raise shield. Okay, yep, shield goes up. Awesome. Uh, Anita, <laughs> Saruk oh, runs off into the darkness. <laughs> okay, all right, first action, I'm taking out my ever-burning torch. Yep, one second action to action. kind of position it. Yeah. Go ahead and... and Wield that or put it in your hand so we can see the light. Yeah, no, actually, I'm just gonna throw it again the whole 20 feet for my second okay. action. Right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you throw it right there and it, it puts the oh. 20 feet out. It's, it literally, you pick a spot, you throw it, and it's just barely in the dim light. Okay. But you had no way to know because you just picked a spot in the darkness. Right? I did. Oh, how funny. Actually, here's the thing. You would have taken it out, right? And when you take when you took it out, it would have put a 40-foot beam on you. So you would have been able to see it in the dim light. So then, before you tossed it, I would allow you to pick a new square if you want to make it a little closer. Okay, yeah. I'll put so it So right you reposition there. it. Because, right, it's not like you're throwing it in darkness and it turns on. You can see where you're going to throw it before you throw it. So I'll allow that. Would I be shoot- shooting through Saru? Um, Let's see. From I here, yes. All right, let's see here. I will just yell out at this knoll again, knowing that it knows common, and say, Oh, how wonderful it was to murder all those mushrooms! To try and get its attention. Okay. Wow, the glitters! What do I roll? Roll a society check again. Would I care about the mushrooms or the gnolls? I mean, we did murder all of its 
<laughs> all of its pack. I, well. I think the actionable word here is murder. Right. <laughs> we are capable of doing a murder. Fear us. That would be a yep, ten. That's what. That's almost what it comes out like. Is Anita tries to ply for the attention of the creature. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, all that's all I could do. That's, that's the end all of three actions. Yep. So oh, that brings, the blood. <laughs> that brings us to um, its turn. So, first action, it like goes to its hip and it like unfurls its whip and it like rolls out and you can see it's got this long sort of whip with like shards of bone and thorny things and it like curls out and it's got like quite a reach on it, right? The one action to draw and interact with the item and put it into its hand. And with the uh let's see. She looks at Saruk and makes like a whip strike. She's actually doing an, a, it's a special action. It takes two actions. Um, it's called Express Meal. So she takes a whip and she whips it and she tries to like wrap it around you, Saruk. So. Oh no. She's is that gonna a ranged attack? It is a, it is a melee attack, but she has 10 foot range on a whip. The oh. reach weapon. So the time has come along. Let's target Saruk, it's 20, 24. The gay dice have betrayed me. <laughs> uh, it's not a crit, luckily. It's not yeah. an ally. So you take wow eight, eight points of uh, slashing damage as the thing like kind of tears into you, and then um, on the success, she pulls you into an adjacent square next to her. Right. Nice. So you get yanked uh, like right in front of her, and as she does so, her jaws are open. And she's ready to like chow you down. And she makes a bite strike, a jaw strike without the mult. It, it adds her multiple attack penalty, but it doesn't trigger until after she makes the attack. Makes a jaw strike. But she rolls <gasps> That's what I like it. You. Let's go, gay dice. Good lord. It's Let's an go, ally. Gay it's dice. an ally. It's an ally. <laughs> it's, it's still figuring itself out. But that's all. <laughs> You're valid, gay dice. We see you. That's all three actions. <laughs> that brings us to Hal. All right, Hal is going to move. Hal. Here. Into the sewer pipe. Yep. And make a snagging strike against this creature. Okay. With his long sword. Uh... <laughs> you have a hero? Uh, yeah. Uh, that... Nope. That natural one is going. If you got a hero yeah. point in chat, Hal could definitely use it. I'll use a hero point. Oh, Doc Nina. Setting all those points. Wow. Damn, how how amazing. <laughs> a hero point. See, I don't have to give you guys extra hero points because oh. you guys are out there like we'll banking them cheat. up. Uh, but a 28 turns your natural one critical miss into a critical hit. Crits in chat. How crits everyone. <laughs> we didn't. That was a good hero point. That was a good hero point. This is a second chance in life. 18 points of damage. Tears in with the longsword. You spin her off balance. She's now flat-footed to everyone. I'm going to make a map attack. Go for it. Third action map attack. Ooh, a 15 Ooh, nice. on the dice. Let's 19 go. will hit. Ooh. Nice. Let's go, How? That's a lot of damage. You tear in, tear in, but she's still oh, up. Fuck yes. <clears throat> That's a lot of damage. Let's go, yes. How? But that Hal was is over this this scrapyard. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I said out. Twenty eight points of damage. Very nice turn, Hal. 
but that does bring us to the top of round two. Uh, Reficule. Alright, I'm gonna take a shot. Go Any for it. She is flat-footed because Hal has staggering striked her and like basically aiming like a spot right for you to finish, Ruffy. He's like standing behind her, but he's aiming. <sighs> okay, Ruffy. We'll take it. 19 will hit. I don't want. No, I won't. I don't. I don't want to risk. I it. mean, I mean, we got a whole turn order. <laughs> if you want to be a little yeah. greedy. Four points of damage. Reficule. Please describe as you end this. Thank null. you. I'd imagine as Hal slinks and rushes behind this creepy knoll, he snags, does a snagging strike, another strike, and, and then the, the, the knoll, I'd imagine, howls up in pain. And as her snout is pointing up, I just put one straight through the bottom of her jaw. Through the bottom of the jaw, out the top of her head, through one of her many eyes, as she's like, Ugh! And she kind of like, like how snagged her. So you're holding her weight in your arm, how that she goes limp, uh, and she, she kind of like falls to the ground, like fall, starts falling to the ground. The whip sort of falls out of her hand and hits the ground next to her. Um, oh, what a set. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have uh, you have defeated the uh, the sort of what appears to be almost like a tougher leader knoll, perhaps, that was not in the camp earlier. And, um, yeah, so what do you do with her body? How she, You're holding her weight as she dies in your arms. I'll just drag her off to She's the side. She's died in your arms tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it must yeah. have been something, uh, must have been something <laughs> said there, Sharoop. <laughs> <laughs> to get her all riled up and pull her in close. So. I don't. I'm not sure who you're trying to heal, Nina, but they're immune for an hour because you just treated them right now. Oh, I guess I'm gonna heal Sarook. Yeah, he already healed right himself. So he's immune for an hour, I think. Um, and then uh, yeah, yeah, look, take a look at the map, grab the map, and then does she have any obvious weapons on her? Uh, so her, her main weapon was the whip, and as you see, like the whip there, you can see now, like in like kind of melded in with the uh, the sort of like leather braiding that's going on and these bits of bones, there is like a, almost like glowing lines of magic that have been infused into this whip. So it does look magical. Um, I'll and, pull it to the side and then uh, like look around and then take the potion that I see that she has on herself and then kind of toss it towards narratively toss it towards Saruk, not actually so he has to catch it. I'm not going to make you roll, yeah. <laughs> it was one time. It was one time. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going to snag that out of the air and immediately down it. Sure. Uh, yum, 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 yum. The token's lootable. You can grab all that stuff on there. Yeah, so so you go to, nice. you go to heal Saruk and then you look down at the body. Hal's already dragged it away from you, Anita, and is like kind of going through its pockets. But you can move over there and, and take it. So you can take the map. There is a lootable map um, on the creature, Hal. Um, and it looks like a crudely drawn map that kind of shows how to get in and out of the sewers from here into the city proper. Um, in which case, like, you know, Anita, you move over to loot the body, you trip, and you realize that burlap sack is still laying on the ground next to the knoll. And you hear, like, ah, jeez, like a noise, like somebody's voice inside the bag. This will come oh. back out. <laughs> Sir, will move over and undo the bag. 
And then a Murrin comes out of this bag, I swear to God. No, yeah, you uh, you kind of undo the bag and like open it, and you actually watch as a uh, a familiar face spills out of the bag. And Aldo, what are you doing is, here? It really is Aldo Stubb. <laughs> all <laughs> all out of the bag, is like into really? like into Saruk's feet, and is lying there looking up at you with his little dwarven eyes like sticking out of the uh, the, the bag, looking up at you, Saruk. Oh shit! Here, let me then pull him up to a seat. No, really, what are you doing here? Oh, jeez, what what the hell are you doing here? I don't, don't. I thought you were supposed to be on retreat and not in town right now at all. Yeah, we've been. I, I was laying low for months, but like, it's fine. Like, no one's come around. No one's asking. Like, we're in the clear. Fair, if you're sure. Well, I was until uh, tonight, and you can see he's got like on the back of his head a huge goose egg. Oh. I was drinking, stepped outside to relieve myself, and next thing you know, hit in the back of the head, wake up in a sack of some sort. Oh, that makes sense. Drinking out in the mana waste, run into a mana waste goose, they leave eggs on your head. No, 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 I was in I was in Alkenstar. It sounded right? funnier in my head than it did out loud. I was in no, the city. Right. Where? And he looks around, <laughs> like, where the, <laughs> where the hell are we? Because I was just drinking in the, in just, oh god, where was I? He's like, you can go to the Leaky Nip. <laughs> no, I can't afford that place. It's nice. <laughs> Don't worry about where we're. we're I'll, I'll get you home. Just follow the four of us. We were out on business. And then we ran into, I wave my mace generally at the <laughs> yeah. corpse and their friends. Yeah. So, do y'all want to take like an hour and just relax? Like, I don't hear anything coming. I don't hear that. Do I hear the distinct sounds of the cops? Should we maybe hide somewhere in the tunnels? What happens on the left side of my head? I want to see how many stars are over my head right now. Maybe go in there inside the pipe, and then something like this thing comes crawling out at us. I'm not really not sure you, it's going to be different. Yeah, there there is a pretty clear uh, night tonight. There's there's a lot of stars up in the sky. Uh, and a little bit of smog kind of drifting makes it hard to see through the edge. Um, but there is definitely a few bits of stars you see uh, peeking out. Um, there is the time-sensitive situation that the cops may or may not be close enough that an hour could be enough for them to catch up with you. But there, it sounds quiet. There's nothing in your immediate vicinity as of right now. I suppose also, I've been in town for a while, I feel like. Might I be able to roll, say, an underworld lore to... Uh, are there mana waste crocodiles or geese? Oh, yeah, I would say I would roughly do the same thing. Thinking back on, I spent a little bit of time, uh, probably going through the sewers. I was in, supposed to be when I was younger. Yeah, no problem. So, would I also be able to use underworld lore? Yeah, make an underworld lore here. Um, I think also um, I meant to do this before, but I forgot because the break messed everything up. But like, I need to like when you were kind of hiding. You were like um, a little surprised by like this like knoll that appeared out of the, the sewer pipe, and for just a minute you hesitated. Actually, you, the the minute you threw the torch and the light lit up and you saw its face, your heart skipped a beat, and there was just a second where you just remember you blinked and you felt like you were back in like the mana waste, like in like like cradled, and like your little eyes like look up and you just see that like horrendous like vile dripping snap. Uh, spit coming off the thing as this like angry, vicious-looking knoll just looks down at you, like cradling you in its arms, 
and then you blinked and you're back in the moment and did everything you did, but there was just a brief vision that you had, like a familiar moment. Oh, are we taking a, are we taking a break? I don't think we have time. I, unless there's something I'm missing, I think we should be able to get through there just fine without any other unexpected guests. So, so Rook, with your underworld lore check, um, there are no known, I mean, there's always rumors of things that like live in the sewers. Like, oh, you know, there's been like rumors of gnolls that come out of the sewer and just kidnap you and take you off into the night. There's probably, there's, you know, no talks of gators, um, definitely like sewer rats. But the number one thing is that the, uh, the shield marshals use clockwork dog creatures, the clockwork hunters to patrol these sewers um, and keep them clean of most threats in a fairly safe way. So the closest, the most likely thing you were to encounter in the tunnels would be these clockwork hunters. In the absolute worst case scenario, we run into a clockwork canine and then we outnumber it four to one. And Reficule, you get much of the same information. Um, you haven't heard anything about the, the sort of tall tales of the gnolls coming and snatching, taking you off into the night. That part isn't something you've come across, although looking at the dead gnolls and the thing, maybe there was some truth to that rumor. But, uh, yeah, you it was know... Quite, quite some time ago that I spent some time in the sewers, so... Yeah, and so you know it's it's basically a real... It's crawling with, with cop bots, basically. And they would, you know, they would mostly leave like the children alone and focus on the rats and things like that. Unless they've been given specific commands, you could, like, walk right past it and it wouldn't mess with Right. So, Annie, Tusks, what are we doing? Let's go. We can talk and walk. All right. Uh, here's the map. Hmm. Is it legible and or in a language I understand? It's just a crude drawing. There's no language to it, but it it's drawn enough that you can navigate the same way that like these creatures navigated to get into and out of the city without problem. The only so this thing, map presumably yeah. takes us out of Alkenstar, unless well, these came from somewhere else. Well, the thing is, right, if, if you look at... So I, I can share this map, which might make it a um, little clearer what's going on. So this is the map of like... Oh, I gotta activate this is the map of Alkenstar proper. Like, this is the city map that you guys are uh, living in, right? So, down here in the Ferris Quarter, this is the Bullet and Barrel Saloon where you guys started tonight. Um, but where you guys are now is this sort of Ironside Quarter over here on the far, like, western edge of the city. Ooh. And that is considered outside the city proper, right? Like, there's barred gates. You can't come in and out with, with like without being easy like there's no oh we're just gonna go walk over there you're not in the city proper you're in an old ruined part of the city that has in recent years started to rebuild itself um so hal had to kind of show you guys the sneaky way like out of a hole in the wall and the long way down to here but going back that's why these sewers are so important because these gnolls have figured the sewer path that leads from the scrapyard into the city proper and from what aldo was telling you it sounds like they pop into the city, crack people over the head, and then drag them back for, like, food and or 
collecting trinkets, and you realize now how the little trinkets that you guys found in all the tents probably came from valuables that other people were wearing when they were matched. Got it. All right. All on you, Saru. Indeed. Yeah. So without too much of a problem, you guys are able to follow this this map um, and the drawings and go kind of underneath the city. So what happens, though, is um, right as you guys are sort of just leaving the... Uh... I can find it. Roll initiative. <laughs> no, no, no. So as you're moving through the sewers, you're only a few minutes outside of the um, the the your trek, maybe like five, ten minutes in, and you guys hear something that like basically makes your heart skip a beat, and that is uh, uh, the voice of Angelique Loveless kind of echoing through the sewers ahead of you. And ahead of us? Like in the direction you guys are walking, um, you can hear the voice kind of coming down the sewer tunnel in your direction and washes over you, which not roll initiative because after your heart skips a beat for a second, you can hear it. It sounds a little distant and a little echoey and you realize that you're kind of standing underneath her and she's on the surface Mm -hmm. and her voice is carrying down the sewer tunnels over you guys as you move undetected. Roll initiative. Now roll initiative. Roll your, no, yeah, everybody roll your, um, your, she's surprised. (laughs) Yeah, get her. So, you can only hear, yeah. You can only hear one half of the conversation as you guys all like try not to move, right? Um, so you hear in her like sort of accent, I cannot do yet, and I haven't practiced. Uh, no, you do it no, just no, fine. You, she you Angelique Loveless. That's the accent you, the entire camp. You are yeah, that's what it is. so useless at this point. Finding them is going to be impossible. They've likely gotten back to their hideout by now. And you realize there's a pause. You're only hearing one half of the conversation. Did your contact forge that evidence we need? The evidence to arrest Gatulbi? A week? Tells them they have five days. Hurry it up. In the meantime, raise the usual places. Hellside and the Moke side. If you find the thieves, kill them. They were trying to kill you after all, no? You had no choice. Let the squad know that anyone who makes the killing blow gets a nice fat purse from Muglin. As a sink. Now, get out of here before I shoot you myself. You hear like a little bit of like swearing in uh, Elvish under her breath as she kind of swings her feet up over the horse. And there's the there's a, a, a sound of whinnying as there's like a shot of a horse that looks in the camera and just says horse noises. Horse noises. <laughs> as she like <laughs> clip clops down and away and you just hear the echoing footsteps of a horse um, above like echo as she runs away. Um, and you guys all stop holding your breath. Realize you've made your... You're what the elves call laissez-compétent. Laissez-compétent. <laughs> nice one. I like it. 
Um, but uh, the key, like, uh, you you definitely in this moment, um, I guess the one person here that would know, like, I guess, I guess, right? Yeah, she used the name Gattleby, which doesn't mean anything to most people here, um, but uh, specifically to Anita, it might mean a lot. Um, but yeah. Oh, the, it's it's Angelique. Everyone hide. <laughs> Angelique, call the fucking ambulance. <laughs> call the ambulance. I'm going yeah. to kill you. <laughs> and also put you in crippling medical debt. Fire station. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Um, but yeah, you you uh, you guys managed to make your way uh, back from um, the sewers, and a little while later, like Aldo is like really just like catching up with you as well, because. It turns out, uh, Saruk, like, he's like, yeah, so I spent, like, a month, like, out on, on church camp retreat, and it was fun. I started, you know, I was missing, missing this place. I thought, I'll come back and lay low. No one's looking for me. I went back home once or twice. By the way, did you leave a dog at my house? I did. I've also been staying at your house for several months, so it's very serendipitous that we just missed each other. Well, I haven't been home. Like you said, don't be a, stick around, so I've been in other places. Fair. But yes, I was staying there, and I was watching out for the dog that we rescued from, well, when we rescued you. I, you know, I stopped. I, I, I've been a couple times. The dog's nice enough. Not a very good guard dog, though, is she? Mm. She makes up for it with cuteness. <laughs> right, but uh Yeah, I mean life things have been going great. How's everything been with you? Everything's still attached. I'm what I'm here to do is undergoing and it gets more and more complicated the farther we go. I don't wanna say anything that might implicate you. You understand? Oh, sure, yeah, like espionage stuff. Sure. And uh he kind of like looks at you guys and smiles and realizes like he sees how worn down and beat up and like bloody and like covered in crud you are and he just immediately like kind of looks at his own feet and shuts up and continues walking and about like an hour or two later you guys emerge dripping in like sewer water and like sweat and blood and you find yourself in the uh, the sort of um, abandoned not abandoned but like one of the the fairly empty areas of Smokeside, kind of where a lot of the industry is that doesn't necessarily go on right now, and you emerge from the sewers and look at each other and realize you've done it! You've completed your heist, and you are smooth sailing from here to the uh, bullet and barrel and bullet saloon, if that's where you guys would like to go. So, Let's you're go. in the city, you're in Smokeside, done it. What would you like? So, we're going to head out. Don't see Phoebe. I mean, we still got time. I'm sure she's probably still awake. Or at least we'll wake her up. I mean, we've got all this gold, right? I heard Absalom's beautiful this time of year. It objectively is, and anything is more beautiful than here. I like where your head's at, but I, I can't leave until I'm done. Perhaps after. Nah, I'm just glad to be out that, here. that damn graveyard. You know? Me. <laughs> It was a bit more, you know, in hindsight, the bank actually wasn't too difficult. Right? Stealing the gold, getting getting through the guards, that seemed pretty easy enough. 
Getting through that damn scrapyard. Damn near killed us. I was hoping the gnolls could be reasoned with, but, well, here we are. Say nothing of the mushroom things. Zombies. No plan survives contact with reality, but I think the four of us, we did well enough. Thank you, all of you. Yeah, you need to get back to your workshop, Anita. Let's get to Phoebe and get that gold. Maybe we can rebuild you. Robot, give him some armor-plated reinforcements. Right. Uh, we've been out here all night. I could use some coffee. Although we'll like is, at this uh, point, if you let him sort of like make his way away from you guys and come back and, and maybe he says he's going to swing by the apartment. Check on. Hey, Aldo. I mean, no, you cannot have your apartment back. <laughs> well, Shit, I need it for the plot. He kind of, no, he kind of wants the, the all clear that you know, no one's been like, you know, essentially nobody's come looking for me. Right. And at this point, we're three, four months out. I'm probably fine. Right. Theoretically, if it gets bad or questionable or you get concerned, come find me and I'll make it right. And I'll pull his key out and flip it over to him. All right. At some point, we will need to pick up the dog. OK. Yeah, no problem. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll run to run into you again, although when we save your life for a third time. When right, your right, is the right. vision for the map. <laughs> and then he, like, kind of puts his head down and meanders off. And oh, Aldo, Anna. Aldo, Aldo, oh, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't back. tell anyone that you saw us. Right? I mean... Don't? I not, no one? No, 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 no one. one. Super Absolutely secret spy no stuff. If well, anyone we know, knows where we, we, know we are, where you we live. know who it was that spoke them. All right. Aldo's not going to tell, are you? Why? I mean, like, like, Ruffy said over here, save my life twice. That exactly. Means that means it's ours to do with what we will. No, it doesn't, Ruffy. Looks back and forth from Ruffy. Bill, I like, not sure. I'm just look. He's like taking. You steps live here. Back. You're from here. You know what it is. You know how corrupt the police in Elginstar are. That's all I'm going to say about it. And you definitely didn't see us. You happen to escape the gnolls on your own ingenuity and black powder firework mastery that you have from your job, right? Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, what gnolls, right? Wink, like overly, like comically thinks as he's back in the face, guys. And I'll wink and give him a finger gun. <laughs> as you give him the finger gun, he like trips, like walking back over like a little like part of a wooden plank and falls on his butt and then scurries and runs away. Ah, it was good to see Aldo again, wasn't it? Do you threaten everyone you're happy to see, or just the people who you can get things out of? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> Where are we, exactly? Right here? In the middle of the street. You're, you're basically here in the middle of the street. Aldo's kind of going off towards his um, apartment, and you guys are probably just around the corner from the bullet, uh, the barrel and bullets. All right. As long as that's... It sounds like that's where you guys want on the way there, Anita would just be quiet and then look at look to the direction of where Kojak's house would be. And then just quietly think to herself, oh, I wonder how my dad is. And then she looks at her hat of disguise and then so tempted to use it and then sneak out of the group, but decides to put the disguise hat back into 
the bag of holding and just follow them. And then she sees Wyber, and then she just quietly follows. Oh, Could I see if Refi notices that? Yeah. Are you? Are, is it? Yeah. Make a perception against her deception DC if you're if Anita's trying to hide it. Are you I trying was to hide trying it? Trying to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So make a perception check. What's your uh, deception DC, Anita? Not that high. Eleven. I rolled high enough. poorly. Ten. High enough <laughs> for Ruffy. Almost Ruffy does, not, Ruffy does not notice. But yeah, she's uh, all the way in the back. Yep, and we trudge our way up towards uh, towards the Bullet Barrel Saloon, and you see that like kind of weird porch that's kind of sits outside the Barrel and Bullet. It's got this porch built that is just full of like old, discarded, empty kegs. It's not even centered on the front of the building. It's just built in like this weird, like askew way. Um, and hanging there is that like sheet metal tin sign with like the barrel that has an actual bullet hole in it and with a little like rifle kind of hanging from the bottom. There's no name on it other than this barrel and bullet that uh, hangs there. And that is why this is called the barrel and bullet. My camera just froze it, froze it very awkward. <laughs> I was like, is the that barrel the and bullet saloon? Did he freeze in the stream too? Yeah, my, I mean, my, oh, camera, my camera's frozen like at the... Or <laughs> might have to everybody pause your, your we fucking should all do it. we're here and then like they were like here you know <laughs> I think I would uh, I can't believe Steve is dead let the let the let Saruk and Reficule go in and, and kind of tug on Anita's arm before she heads into the saloon and I reach out Boy. with my closed fist and like force money into it and close her hand really quick and then follow the rest of the group in. What? Ow. What is that? Can't hear God. Okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah. I got my camera fixed. Did it. So you have to Did take it. this money. I'm offering it to you. So take it in Foundry. <laughs> Use code for call knowledge. One word. <clears throat> nice. Wow, um, there's so much. Thank you. Payback. Oh. Yeah, we make our way up to the front, um, and uh, take the rest of you fight. He's <laughs> still trading more I and more stuff. I take can't it carry anymore. I'm literally <laughs> dragging my feet just getting here. I don't know I'm if you could hear me panting. Oh, I'm always thinking twice. Let's go. Alright. And uh we're up on the porch of the uh the barrel and bullet saloon. Um and like you kinda can see that inside it's mostly dark, but there is like a single like flickering lantern on from inside. As you can How long has it been since we left? So you guys, it was about like eight. Ten. Yeah, you guys have been gone for probably four or five hours all told there and back. Wow. And oh, actually, yeah. no longer because you guys took a few hour breaks. So probably it's probably been about six hours and we're just a few hours. It feels like months. I am this tired. Okay. 
So you you kind of you're standing at the front door. Um, you knock. Is that a, is that a knocking motion? Yeah. Okay. There's like a knock, 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 and like um, from inside you hear the heavy sort of like footsteps coming through the 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 quiet inside of the tavern, and kind of looking out the like sort of like peephole slides over, and you see a single like uh, eye look at you and look at you like up and down and closes, and you hear like latch snap like like 18 locks on the inside of this door all like opening and then the door swings open and uh you're now at the bullet and barrel saloon with bb dunsmith who's standing here looks sleepy in her eyes like maybe you've just woken her up um she like looks at you and looks like past you like down the street it's like in in hurry hurry and like kind of closes the door behind you and like clock clock snick like locks all the doors you look around this place was pretty crowded last time you were here there's still about like six or seven people here that are just sleeping on the floor of the bar the floor looks disgusting it's covered in like god knows what vomit spilled drinks uh like half-eaten lollipops stuck to someone's face uh you know it, it's a disgusting like peanuts it's a, yeah <laughs> Cirque's gonna run across. You're muted, Alder, you Rafi. have an apartment. What are you doing? Refi takes a lollipop. Off the guy's <laughs> face. That's where I left this. <laughs> um, but it, it seems like some people have sort of used this as like a sleeping hall at night. And Phoebe like looks at you guys and she's like, you, you idiots, you didn't rob it already, did you? It was more <laughs> efficient to go by night. What? Us like, bystanders. That's impossible. Like no one could get into the safe, right? Anita, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> she opens the, the bag and like looks down and looks at you kind of confused and looks down at the bag. Yes, I and, know like, it's my robot. Pulls out like a like a giant robot thing and like kinda unceremoniously like lets it hit the floor. Oi! She's very attached. <laughs> looks down at the, the safe and her eyes go wide as she like kinda looks at all of you. I don't know what to say. I'm impressed. I was sure this was impossible. We make the impossible possible. You can see here that some of the people are uh, kind of like your conversation is stirring some of the people awake. So she's like, let's let's get somewhere a little more private. And she kind of pulls you guys with her and motions for you to follow her back to that sort of same um, room that you guys uh, had been in earlier. Oh, Aldo's not here. Anymore. Bye, Aldo. I was going to say, God damn it, Aldo. <laughs> Aldo, go the fuck yeah, home. Aldo. <laughs> yeah, so you guys come into this private meeting room. She shuts the door behind you. Um, I'll let you have the uh, the, the corpse of Wyvert. <laughs> How generous. <laughs> yeah, and she, is uh, she... No good? You can, you can say, uh, what would you like to drink? And then do you want anything to eat? First couple of things you can say. Um, second thing is answer. The kitchen's closed. It's pretty late. I can get you anything you want to drink. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry. All right. Sorry. It works for me. Uh, do you happen to know where there is a workshop? Uh, kind of workshop you're talking about? Like, and I look over at the rusted out robot where we can put that thing back together. I'm sorry. Where we can yeah, put Miss yeah. Mendoza's no. companion back together. No worries, no worries. Yeah, no, uh, actually, I got one out back. Oh. Oh, the bullet works. The bullet works? 
Yeah. Is someone in there as well? Or it's just empty? I rent it to would-be aspiring Miss. That's... I'm not aspiring. I am a doctor, so could I. When well, I, after I've rested, my brain is just... She, as, as it's not a big that, brain. She's Mushroom dumping. Wanted to eat it. <laughs> she's dumping the uh, the giant like bag of holding out onto the floor. Uh, Rick, can you do me a favor? Can you just roll me a d twenty? I can do that. Let's see if there's a wild magic as she tries to retrieve the dice. Okay, oh. we're fine. We're fine. Okay, we're fine. The four is gonna good be depressed again. And the manic. back, the giant chest of gold of this. It's the first day chest. of pride. <laughs> <laughs> falls out of the bag of holding onto the table and it's basically like leaves almost like a chunk as it takes some of the wood a divot out of the wood and it like like lands with a huge thud and you can hear the whole table freak underneath it and her eyes are like super big and she's see her like crack a smile which she very rarely does and she looks at you Anita and she says honey you brought me this I will surely give you access to my workshop Guys, I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of work together. She kind of taps the top of the, the chest. Um, and as she does, she kind of like goes into her pockets and she pulls out like a set of really finely crafted these tools. And um, she begins like working at it and she just kind of looks up and says, so what happened? Starts working and waits for you guys to tell her. So what do you guys tell her about what happened? Someone Everybody looks at Saruk. So we went in. We went in through the back. There was an altercation involving the robots and some of them. I don't know if I want to in-universe say some of the capitalists. But I, out of character, <laughs> want to say some of the capitalists. Mm -hmm. Some of the people who had invested in the bank and then at which point Saruk pulls the journal and sets it on the table. This is written mostly in flips up in Dwarven, I believe mm -hmm. it was. It is slides it over. I don't know if this means anything to you, but I imagine it implicates a lot of people. From there, we got waves over to safe. We made it out through the sewers. There was an issue with mutated gnolls, fungal beings, and oozes and machines gone wrong, but zombies. Here we are. <laughs> the escape routes tended to be a bit harder than the actual bank job. Really? I've never heard anyone talking about the escape route being harder than robbing. Well, like how? Okay. First of all, who managed to get in the vault? Ah, Annie made short work of it. Annie and Tusks. Gotta say, there's not many people I think I would have trusted to a lock like that, but continued to surprise me. I mean, isn't that why you well us out of the prison unless there's another reason you can uh, she looks at you and she smiles but she doesn't say anything and kind of looks back I, I, I didn't look you guys are the experts if this is the best way to do it this is the best way to do it I just thought we were expendable mm. actually not as expendable as you might think he looks at you and kind of like has like a, a stoic serious look on her 
Mm. And uh, she says, no, no, not expendable. Just I had to know I could trust you. And she, in that moment, clicks and gets the lock, like, undone. And, like, flips open the lid and kind of tilts it over. And you can see as she spills, the entire table is covered in, like, hundreds of, like, silver and gold coins. Uh, Yeah, like a huge sort of uh, pile of coins. Um, It ends up being... Well, anyways, who took iPhone numbers? Yeah, who has the who can like do that, right? Nobody can see. It's more money than probably any of you have ever seen in your life. Although, sadly, mostly in oh yeah, maybe not mostly in uh in silver. But there are some sparkling gold in here, and she begins like sort of stacking the coins into piles of ten, and asks that you guys help her like sort of sort and stack the coins as you guys talk. So that loveless look at it. She was on your case. Where she was. I mean, well, what? Yeah. No, I just, you know, she's clearly much. This, this. If I, I want to say fulfills myself. This. I had suspicions that Loveless and Muglin were working close together, but for her to be that vested in his private funds lets me know that we definitely hit him where it hurt. Oh, they're definitely uh, working together because uh, as we were leaving the sewers, we could overhear her hollering at her people. Like, get these thieves. Muggler will pay you a big purse if you get them. Whoever does the killing blow. So they've communicated. Uh, I mean, I imagine they communicated quite regularly. You well, actually... There's a name, too. I don't, or, I don't remember. Cattleby. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They talked about Vashon. I think they wanted to... Uh, Something about an arrest for Vashon, Gattleby. Are you aware of that? Kind of, like, stops and looks at you, and, like, kind of, like, sizes you all up. And heard that. Like, yep. Shit, that's the second source I've heard the same thing from. Yeah, Gattleby's yeah, just... I think so. Just this kind of kooky, kooky scientist. Uh, invented something recently that was kind of important. Well, hang on a second. Is this about that um, thing that he did at Blithid? It was all over the paper. Oh, yes. That's exactly what it's about. You know of it. And she, like, looks around the whole table at everyone. Talked about it some. He tried to show us how, you know, of course, that's how the entire explosion happened in the first place was that he was showing this compound, I believe, that he invented in front of the entire campus and he miscalculated. And instead of, you know, having such a Instead of having a small demonstration, he unfortunately took down a huge chunk of the building. Miscalculating might be how he saw it, but it's not how some of the power put. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. And she's continued 
counting. She's like, oh, before I go any further, uh, I need my hats back. No. Lucky. So, oh, you can. You can buy it off me for 15 gold of your share. And she looks at like the pile of gold in front of you. How much is our share? Well, we're getting there. You're looking and you're getting towards the end of it. Um, I think Ash kind of finishes counting it out. Everyone gets 30 gold from the heist. Can I do an installment plan with you? There's, there's yeah. 300, there's like 300 gold worth of coins in there and each of you got a 10% share. So each of you got 30 gold. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'll take she it. Gets, I'll look her. She gets the other, you know, 160. It's a nice bit, uh, nice bit of change in coin. But, uh, this isn't even a drop in the pond when it comes to Muglin's pockets. So where do we hit him next? Well, that's an interesting question because is, was this, this is, this is everything that was in the vault? Like there wasn't more? I mean, Saruk showed you the ledger. Uh, there was stuff in the vault yeah. that we took. I mean, took the ledger's as encrypted. She hasn't, she looks at it. She's going to need some time to sort of decrypt it, right? There, there was a bunch of... There you gave us the target, we infiltrated, yeah. and we got the target. Yeah, I mean, my point is, if Muglin was really... had so much cash, why is this all early that vault could hold more than one test, right? Does Muglin strike you as the type of person who would lay all of his eggs in one basket? Particularly wise his, weasel hides things in like, more than one place. Not sure. Why don't you tell me? From what I hear, I don't think so. But I hear getting desperate. She goes back, like kind of finalizing each one. And she looks at you, Anita, and she says, Sure, you want to do an installment plan? That's fine. You you can pay me over time, and when you pay me the 15 gold, you can have my hat. And she, like, snatches her hat back from you. Like, I have a finale next week. Very important. We need these. All right. theater nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you, you did get 30 gold, if you do want to buy it, she will let you keep it, but she is going to charge you 15 gold for it. Uh, she also takes, I think it was, was it two or three gold for the thieves tools that you guys, uh, Fronted. I think I'll just give him back. I'll keep mine. Okay. Yeah, she'll sell it to you, whatever the cost is. Um, deduct so that from your get, 30 gold. Uh, right. Phoebe. Yeah. And she, Could like, I rent the disguise hat just when I need it? Did I rent it? How much would it be if I could? You have it for a gold a day. A gold a day. All right. As long oh, no, I don't need it. As long as it's not production or rehearsal. And when are your production dates? Well, our finale is next on whatever day it is right now. <laughs> All right, we I'll just... do. I'll do it prior to that. Sure. And she smiles oh. and stops. 
you can see now uh, she does. She's like, so the drinks. I'll go ahead and grab you your drink. Uh, any, it's like four in the morning, right? She points and looks and sees what you guys want. Something really strong. Indeed, Something two of them. Stiff. Coffee mm-hmm. for me, thanks. Not mushrooms. <laughs> grab the sparkling water, please. Right, four whiskeys, please. Hey, uh, and I'll take this whip and put it on the table to the group after she leaves and say, any, uh, this interest, any of you? Uh, Only in the sense that I feel some resentment when it cut into my shield arm. Yeah, it looks so. You'd be alright in a little while. Well, maybe a few weeks. Um, do you think Phoebe knows some fence that can, you know, we can get some coin off this and Looks like it's worth a little bit of money. Yeah. I'll pull the cold iron, set it on the table. Unless any of you are cold iron smiths or you're afraid that demons are going to turn the corner and attack you, I don't see much need for this, and it should fetch some money. There were the demons out on the mana wastes that turned into gnolls that ended up being mushrooms. It was... Then zombies, I don't think you need any more whiskey. (laughs) I think you breathed in a bit too many of those spores. Oh. There's still some residual glowing, like, yeah, spores in this beard. <laughs> so oh, this was also from the gnolls, and I'll put down the, uh... Who, who didn't get silver from the gnolls? I didn't get silver from the I'll count out 12 silver to Saruk. Nerecia? Nerecia? I, I, I gotta learn how to say her name. But she gifted a sub in chat. Thank you. Norasi, Norisi, you. Thank you. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> All right, so. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to wonder where that whiskey was, but I can wait. Oh. Yeah, she mm. she's left you guys for like a few minutes. She's at, she, you could hear her getting it in the She's still in our night though. I don't think she's really in the mood to bartend for us at the moment. Well, um, I'm assuming this is where you and I are going to say. Where have... Well, where will you two be staying? The million platinum question. I was staying at Aldo's, but if he's back, I don't want to just keep imposing. I don't know. I, uh... I've got a few spots that I go to on Hellside. But, uh... I'm not sure if Hellside is the place to go to over here in Loveless. Mm. I mean, there's a place behind that brothel that we visited that I stayed in for several months. Got a nice lean-to, and the lumber that leans against the wall isn't really rickety, so it keeps most of the uh, rain and soot and all that stuff. Acid rain out. I mean, we could all all stay there. and If you need somebody to give you a hug, you can just go right around the corner. Is that far from ask... here? It's just right around the corner there. Could ask to stay here tonight or today, at least. Like on the floorboards, yeah. like the other drunks that are outside, all pissed. Weren't you just in prison for like three months? I know exactly. I I would love a bed. I'm sure Phoebe would be more than happy to let us sleep in nice, comfortable beds after all of the dismantling the oppressive system of this evening. I mean, I'll sleep in the common room. 
and above that? At least for a few days. The heat's going to be pretty high. After, especially once the rumors start to spread about what happened. The, the coin might hurt Muglin's, pro- Muglin's pockets. It's the blow to his pride that he's going to be furious about. Yeah, people like that don't like having their egos kicked around. So we stay here for a few days, we fence the stuff that we got, and then, what, on to Hellside to help your friend, Anita? Well, I mean, how long do you think it's going to take to uh, build your own back there, Miss Mendoza? Day. I mean, if someone could help me, then it would definitely be a day. Yeah, I'll, yeah I gotcha. I'll, I'll help you. I, we all, yeah, we'll, we'll help. Well, you know the last time I tried to help you with Wybert? <laughs> Around this time, the door sort of opens as uh, Phoebe comes back, and she's got, a, like, a little serving tray. And you can see she's got three whiskeys, a sparkling water, and a cold cup of coffee. Kind of puts everyone's drink down in front of them, slides it away. All right, coffee's been off for a few hours. It's fine. Two new beginnings... And she goes to make a toast and she's like, <laughs> new beginnings, new friendships, and do what comes. A nice, comfortable bed for the night on the house. That's the least If you would be earned. so kind. Absolutely. It's the least you've earned. I got two rooms upstairs. They're yours. To revenge. To revenge, and she like lifts her cup and then like uh, takes the drink of her whiskey. Here, here. And as she like, she kind of like takes it and she looks down and you watch as she's like swirling the the sort of like little bit of whiskey left, and she's got like a smile curling up the side of her mouth. And in that, in her other hand, she like unfurls like the shotgun she has strapped across her back, and she takes the shotgun off and she just leans it dramatically on the table in the middle of everyone. And she says, well, now, I suddenly have a lot of dirt on each one of you, don't I? She kind of uh, takes her um, her uh, holster that she had off her back, like, unfurls it, and puts it down on the table in front of you guys. We lost Tommy. What happened? Uh, nothing. The rumors of my death. Oh, I'm gone on everything. <laughs> no, we can hear you. We can hear you. I just can't see you. The anymore. ghost of Tommy. You <laughs> see, I got killed by the gnolls and I've taken the ghost. Okay. <laughs> Sar- we just imagined Saruk all along. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's that damn back button, isn't it? On the mouse. <laughs> it's yeah, just me and Ruffy's conscience floating around, chastising him. And finding a link to click and not hit the back button so we can rejoin the <laughs> Zencaster. No, you're on I mean, Zencaster. Ninja. Good. Yeah. 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 Okay. The <laughs> other <laughs> thing. <laughs> so and she's. Close the other one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be getting back then. Uh, so she's like, I have a, suddenly have a lot of dirt on each one of you, don't I? And she like, she's got like a murky smile on her face. Um. Well, considering we're on the both side, hmm, I think that's a, a that's good dirt to have. So 
Sure, I'm not sure. really. I'm mutual, not really worried. Mutual respect, mutual assured destruction, mutual revenge. Yeah, like Refugio put yeah. it. Right, but y'all are outlaws, right? Y'all told me how innocent you were, right? Some of like side glances at Refugio. Now, I got you on armed robbery, destruction of justice, trespassing, evading the law. What a rap sheet you guys built tonight. Money laundering, fencing stolen goods, all that stuff. <laughs> she's looking at Hal like she's putting all this stuff on the table and Hal's just like, <laughs> it's going right over Hal's head. Um, he used to be a cult. Did you know that? <laughs> she leans against the table and stretches so casually. I guess this means it's time for me to tell you a little something about me. I'm not. She like looks around. She's like, I'm not just a saloon owner for starters. <laughs> You're also <laughs> someone who solicits criminals to perform crimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And once I have those criminals under my thumb, it's my job to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do and you watch as she um she kind of smiles and looks at you she's like in fact i work for a very powerful someone you're no doubt familiar with and she pauses and you can see like the sort of theater nerd stage she's ran through these lines in her head dozens of times <laughs> for this moment she's trying to like really make this moment hit hard and you guys are just kind of looking at her like it's not hitting the way she wants and you can see her panic Sirk is just slowly reaching down for Fine. his mace Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> now she, she looks she can see you going for your hand she kind of like puts her hand casually on her gun she, honey you draw on me it'll be the last mistake you ever make you realize this sounds like you've walked us into a trap yes no, 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 not a trap. Like sure. I said, who do you work for? Her other hand is like going inside of her like vest pocket, and she's going for something. Kind of pulls it out slowly, and she's got something in the palm of her hand, and she like extends her closed hand and opens it, and there's like a small ring with a little signet symbol on it. So, anyone that wants to can give me a recall knowledge society check. Or a, um, if you have Alkenstar lore, uh, then you would not even need to make a roll. That's right. I got the free Alkenstar lore from GM Steve. <laughs> That's right. Uh, can, I, can, can, I, can I just use oh, sorry. a player guess? You can use a player guess. Uh, yeah. Forgot to make it as you don't have to make a roll, but if you want to make a roll, you're free to. Okay. Sure. I mean, me and Anita grew up here. I'm pretty sure we would know the ruling house's signet ring, right? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But you've been on... Oh. Yeah, I guess just for being on that side of the law, you would know the signet. I mean, especially with how I spent most of my youth and teenage years. Right. And this is very... This is the, uh, the symbol of the Grand Duchy of Alkenstar. This is the Duchess Trieta Russia's Rosia, Rosia, yeah. And she like, she look, she just holds it up to you guys. And some of you guys immediately recognize it. And some of you like Anita doesn't. I'm and so maybe Saru doesn't because you're pretty new here too. 
and so she's like it was does so that is the signet ring of the Grand Duchess Nerissa. All right, gotcha. <laughs> and uh, she, she <laughs> Nerissa, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Close the hand, tucks it away, and does Grand Duchess ring a bell? And she's like, <laughs> like laughs like over the top, and like out of one eye peers to see how you guys are funny. Over the top. Wait, 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 wait. So you work for. The systems in place in this place make no fucking sense. Go on. I work for the Grand Duchess. And since you work for me, you now work for the Grand Duchess. Congratulations, Rafikul. You just got yourself a steady job. I'll take that whiskey now. I'm not your dad. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, are you surprised? What the... What does she have against, like, Moglin or Lovelace? It's all about a balance, honey. All about a balance. It's okay. It's, it's, it's very good to have friends in high places. I've had friends in high places. Sometimes the higher the friends, the farther the fall. I feel like the higher places in Alkenstar are surprisingly more low then we give them credit. I need so much context. Are we... Is the Duchess also as bad as everyone else? Or just scans the room? Roll the 10 on my recall knowledge, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The Duchess always has the... The Duchess always has the Alkenstar's best in heart. Sometimes she just isn't able to get her hands dirty because of politics. That's where I stand. It also helps if you live on the sky side. Anyway, you guys have been through enough. Mm-hmm. Where's the beds? Get some, get some rest. We got a new job. I'll tell you more about it tomorrow, but yes. It's about Muglin. And looks at, like, you, Anita, specifically, out of everyone else, singles you out, says, you may just be the key we need to blow this whole thing wide open. What? And then Anita goes, what? And then it fades to black. (laughs) And uh, so it goes to black, and there's a voice, um, and in, in... all we hear is sort of like the, the, the little I, I, I'm telling you I, I don't know anything and there's like the smacking noise of like fist on flesh and the camera pops in and there's a man his face is bloody his teeth are like broken out there's this angry dwarven woman who is just pounding his face and she's like you're the only one left alive you must have saw something and then the guy's just like, no, no, uh, one of them, one of them was Angelique Loveless. I mean, she was robbing the bank. Uh, one of them said, smacks him in the face. Oh, like blood trickles. Like, oh, one of them said, right, tell Muglin we're coming for him. But he said it in a way like it sounded like Muglin. You know what I mean? Like, like, you, you know, the way Muglin talks, right? Oh, well, blood like in his mouth, like. Like, I, I'm coming 
Tell Muglin I'm coming for him. I mean, I can't do it. I'm bleeding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whoa, smacks him in the face. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Muglin's Hindi? I had no idea. <laughs> and then, like, there's... Like, you've told us all this. There's something. And the man's, like, crying. No, he's like, wait, wait, no. Yes, there is something. Something. And then this, like, dwarven woman's face, like, comes into the light. And we see his, like, bloody swollen face. He's like... There was a robot... And then that's like where it, uh, we end the episode tonight. Why didn't we get Wyber to out of disguise? Damn it. <laughs> uh. <laughs>